0: Well, good morning. Happy Monday. This is uh, ESPN Honolulu with the Sports Animals in on the Bobby Curran Show. And uh, really, I mean, we usually start with top stories, but none bigger than this is that uh, Deshaun Watson has been, has been, well, suspended for six games by Judge Robinson. We expected the decision today. It came out early this morning, Hawaii time. Six games, and a lot of people across the country are not happy about that. The NFL is not happy about it. They wanted a year. Most people on polls on social media say that they are very upset with such a light decision against Deshaun Watson.
1: I am amongst them. I was a little surprised, to say the least. I mean, we kept hearing it would be a year. Some people thought more than a year. I understand Watson's camp bargained for six to eight. So they must be really happy about this because they not only had to worry about the eight, but they got the the lowest amount that was out there with six games.
0: Well, they they didn't bargain for six to eight. You can't bargain with Sue Robinson what they did is they would appeal if it was more than six to eight games.
1: Well, I was reading that they would be agreeable to that, I guess, is maybe one way. Right, so they it. Yeah. won't
0: appeal okay. if it's six to eight games. Yeah.
1: And then the NFL supposedly wanted 12 or more, and probably more than a year from some reports. So I can understand early on and probably continuing that people would be upset about it for what he, and I don't know it's still alleged, but – I mean, there's just too many women, too many victims, alleged victims. Too many settlements. (laughs) Too many settlements. I, I think he got off real lightly. And when you compare with the other suspension that did not make big news, Alvin Kamara getting six games. And, you know, we weren't sure what he would get, but that is really on the back burner, so to speak, with Watson's new. DeAndre Hopkins, another DeAndre from Clemson, he only gets six games as well. I think all three got off lightly. But Watkins, I think – I mean, Watson is should be pretty happy. I understand Cleveland fans gave him a mixed reaction at practice on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, they should be happy that it's only six games. It almost, in a way, could help salvage their season – as opposed to him missing a full year.
0: Yeah. the um, It was uh, – it was I was following this uh, all weekend long, and uh, when you come out to training camp and there's fans there, you know, they give Miles Garrett a big round of applause, woo-hoo-hoo, you know, and then and when De- Deshaun Watson came out, it was like a golf clap. They were like, oh. <laughs> you know, like he was yeah. the third-string punter. Nobody <laughs> booed him. There were no boos or anything, but they were like, eh. Because even talking to people from Cleveland, this is he's not a very popular guy even in Cleveland. There are a segment of Browns fans that hate that he's on the Cleveland Browns.
1: I don't blame that. We, we should have a Cleveland Browns guest on tomorrow morning to give us the latest as well. I, I can understand all of that. I mean, Cleveland planned it well as far as the contract they gave him, so he's not going to lose a ton of money. But they've got to be happy that, again, it's only six games. I'm sure he's going to face some... Uh, some angry fans on the road this year and I wonder if people knew early on about the six games and I know they don't but remember Cleveland's first national TV appearance was going to be on Halloween that Monday night. He comes back on the 23rd and his second game will be on Monday night football. What a coincidence that is and I don't think anybody knew in advance but I, I was really surprised and it also shows when you look at Kamara and Hopkins both different crimes that you're comparing it with what he did, with what those guys did. I guess the loophole might be is that the NFL only talked to four different women about this. Yeah.
0: The, uh, go, for folks that aren't, might not be following along, explain DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Alvin Kamara and their situation.
1: DeAndre Hopkins failed a PED test, and he was facing a long suspension. He gets six games. Now, that was determined months ago. But he gets his six games, which might be par for the courts. Okay. Alvin Kamara got into a fight with some innocent bystander, allegedly, at a hotel elevator in Las Vegas the day before the Pro Bowl. Somebody was trying to get in the elevator. They didn't like it. Words were exchanged, and the guy got beaten. In fact, Alvin Kamara chased the victim and punched him as he was running away. He got his suspension from what I read last night. Six games. And to think that these are comparable, first of all, in their own right, they, they're they all bad enough where they should have gotten more than six games, in my opinion. I think when you get off this lightly, it doesn't deter people to stop doing it as much as it would if they were getting a year suspension. So I'm surprised Kamara only gets six for assault. What about the image, NFL? And speaking of the image, what are you doing about DeAndre uh, uh, John Watkin, Watson <laughs> with what he only gets – comparing it with what Kamara did and what Hopkins did, just with Hopkins. Six games for PEDs and you get the same for the, the alleged sexual assault of 24 masseuses. That just doesn't seem like it's, uh, it's consistent, to say the least. And I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. And we will continue if the news filters out this morning or trickles out and people find out about it and see six games. It seems like a lot of people, the majority, did have the same reaction. Wow, did he get off easy.
0: yeah the um when you talk about his punishment basically what this is going to cost him is because his salary is so low this first year when they set up this contract they made sure to to make this first year a very very small amount because they knew that he was going to lose some of it and um he lost a uh, he's going to lose $345,000 off his $1 million base salary this year. The rest he's using to settle with uh, these 24 women. So it's, he loses uh, six games at 57500 each for the total, again, of $345,000. He's not getting punished. He's, he's really not getting punished. He's not being punished at all he gets to go to practice he can play in the preseason he can be around his team all season you know leading up to the season and then in he has to stay away for 4 weeks from everybody he gets in other words he gets some vacation and then he'll uh, be able to join the team a couple of weeks and start practicing again to lead up to his to lead up to his um start against the Baltimore Ravens on the road I mean, it, it just—it just It seems like it's—it's it's, okay. How can we make this look really bad, but really kind of take care of Deshaun Watson? This just stinks. It's—it reeks. It's now when you talk about different punishments. For these guys, Alvin Kamara, whatever. Okay, now if you're Alvin Kamara and it's the night of the Pro Bowl, you're finished playing. You're in Las Vegas. You know, maybe a guy said something like uh, "You're a fine lady" to a lady that was with him, whatever it was. And then you have your your goons pummel him into the ground, kicking him while he's unconscious on the ground in the head. To me, I don't understand why he's not in jail. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get why he is not in prison right now for the terrible assault when it's something like that i say you throw the guy out hey you're not allowed to be in our league anymore when you talk about the perception when you mention the perception of the nfl and what this does like with, with deshaun watts and it's like you know you have people you have people protesting the live tour why isn't anybody protesting the nfl you get to, you can rape people You can assault people, you can beat people into a pulp, and you're rewarded with million-dollar contracts if you can play. It's almost sad because it seems like, well, that's how we do it in America. That's how we do it in this country with assault weapons and AR-15s and everything else. You know, there's really no – nobody is held accountable for their actions. And Deshaun Watson was not only not held accountable, Deshaun Watson was – It wasn't even a slap on the wrist. He got a—he got a look like somebody looked down the top of their glasses at him momentarily and said, "I'm not mad, but I am disappointed." And they moved on.
1: Well said. It's like a letter of reprimand almost. And I wonder how the (laughs) NFL could answer this. How do you give Calvin Ridley an entire season for betting on NFL games, but you give Deshaun Watson only six games? I mean, that's like saying what he did doesn't even compare with somebody gambling on football games. And I think it should be the opposite. I mean, I don't don't know how they justify that.
0: I think they justify it the same way that Major League Baseball did with Pete Rose, is the worst thing that you can do is test the integrity of the game. Because if the integrity of the game is in question, your whole league is done. People are switching over to the XFL.
1: But I think if you as far as affecting the integrity of the game, what does it do when you have a quarterback as a role model that people are going to look up to involved? That's with not this? the integrity
0: of the game that's something totally different and in my eyes, actually bigger.
1: OK, I, I would say it's big. I, just, I think it's comparable, at least, as far as affecting your, your the perception, as you said, the public image. And what kind of message does it send to anybody who's looking at the NFL and thinking what is right, what is wrong, what is his future like? And it's like they, they really worry about. And again, I know it's a separate judge. It's not, you know, like Roger Goodell. Uh, judging this and making the announcement or deciding on the punishment, still, like you said, I mean, one way of putting it, it really stinks. And the NFL should be uh, – Sue Robinson should be embarrassed, I think.
0: Yeah. And the NFL. You know, when you look at this uh, suspension and these games, it's not only that; is it's, it's like, okay, they're going to miss the game at the, <laughs> their opening week at the Panthers. Okay. Then they're going to miss their game against the Jets. <laughs> Oops. Then they're going to miss their game against the Steelers at home uh, with whoever's going to be quarterback. And then they get to travel to the worst team in the NFL, the Falcons. My gosh. They're still going to start off 4-2 and two without Deshaun Watson. It's just that the way the, the, it's everything, the stars have all aligned to make this as least painful as possible for not, well, not – the Cleveland Browns, but the Sean Watson. Now granted you you know, one of, part of me says, you know, it does it does it's not fair. It's not fair when we grow up. We're growing up, everything is the little kids. Well that's not fair. You got a bigger cookie than I did. That's not fair. And then we learn later, well, life isn't fair. <laughs> so this isn't really fair, but it's you don't want to at the same time punish all of his teammates you want Deshaun Watson to be ready to go when he comes back to play I I I get it you know that poor offensive line they didn't do anything wrong Miles Garrett didn't do anything wrong so I'm guessing that's why he gets to practice a couple of weeks with the team before he comes back
1: yeah, I'm not sure how that part worked, but I, I know and I know you're talking about what's fair and what's not fair. This isn't fair, and I don't think I'm not sure if there's a way to fix it where you mentioned his contract for the first year is very Watson favorable. Uh, because he only gets, I think, a million total as opposed to the other part of the 230 that will get later on. They did it purposely, as you said. Tom Brady's contract was constructed like that with Gate for that one year. I, I wish there was a way the NFL could prevent that from happening because it's it's leaving these guys a way out without getting totally punished, which is kind of the intent is if you get suspended for six games, you would lose what you would normally lose in six games, not a fraction of it because of creative contract right. writing. Right.
0: Yeah, they should give you. Well, now they could have. They could have come up with a fine here. Uh, Judge Robinson could have come up with a fine, but they, but she did not. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think okay, you went out. You know what? You got two hundred thirty million. We want ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, but at the same time, you know, it, it's you. It's you got to make it hurt. I mean, it's, we don't have any evidence, and that's why you know he got off. Uh, the criminal cases and he's settled with everybody else nobody has any proof but i still don't believe that 25 women from all over the different parts of the country got together and said hey let's uh, let's go and uh, let's go strike it rich and you know get this to sean watson guy what and irritates I- me more is that he's he's sitting there going i did nothing wrong I'm, you know, I stand by and I did absolutely nothing wrong. I didn't do anything to, I've never assaulted a woman before. And it's like, you're making me even gag some more. Yet his teammates are like, hey, you know, he's just a football player and uh, we don't want the distraction. We're waiting for him to get back. He's a good leader in the locker room, blah, 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 blah.
1: I didn't like those comments. David and Joko was one of them talking about can't waiting to get him back and all that. And that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And maybe it's just the right thing to say to avoid more controversy. It's just not right. And you would mentioned how it's not fair to the team. It's also not fair to the fans that they might lose a quarterback like this in this situation. It's just not fair to everybody else, though, because – the only person, and we say this almost every year when a case comes up that's big, the only person who's been really punished severely in the NFL to me is Colin Kaepernick. And he wasn't really punished by the NFL, just that nobody would sign they blackballed him. Other than that, almost anything you do, any kind of crime, guns, domestic assault, domestic abuse, you're, you seem like you get a small slap in the wrist and you're welcomed back with open arms. Who has ever been vilified so much that they're not allowed back in? Now And people might say Ray Rice. He was allowed back in. He was just kind of old at the time, so nobody signed him. But the only person who's never really been allowed back in is Colin Kaepernick, and I don't like the lack of consistency there. What some of these players did is awful, really awful.
0: Yeah, Colin Kaepernick, and then now, how many years later, the general public goes, oh, okay, now I get it. I, I get who he's doing. Oh, it's okay, I guess. It's too late. Right. Yeah. The the you know you talk about Jerry Judy being suspended for a year because that's something different. That's the integrity of the game. Calvin Ridley. What Calvin Ridley? What, what did I say? Jerry Judy. Sorry, yeah. Jerry Judy fans. Calvin Ridley, and you know it's that's that's always they're always going to protect that first. They're going to look at that as that's the biggest sin that you can have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, not all sins are created equal in the <laughs> eyes of professional sports uh, leagues. But um yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> None of this is fair. Um, anyway, we'll have to see. We got more details on maybe what this means coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. Today's weather is uh, we, we have a red flag warning. Have you
1: ever heard of that? Yeah, we got we got um, one last year or two, a few of them I believe.
0: Yeah, I don't remember having those, but anyway. Um there's a red flag warning for the leeward sides of all islands and that's going to be extended through 6 p.m today so basically what that means if there's a fire it's going to spread because it's going to be windy today high about they say 88 uh but you know if it says high 88 you're talking high in the 90 uh winds are going to be out of the northeast at 15 to 30 miles per hour so be very very careful And uh, watch out for that. We'll keep you updated here and be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Watch out. Red flag warning. Red flag warning. We're going to have to throw a flag at you, Gary Dickman. You are flagged on that last play. I don't know. Folks, Alvin Kamara has not been suspended for six games. Um... He is uh, at practice Uh, a couple of hours ago. He was at practice for the New Orleans Saints, and um, he did not attend his hearing today, but Alvin Kamara has not been. um, But
1: Deshaun Watson can practice with the Cleveland Browns, even though he's suspended. So because he's at practice doesn't mean uh, that he's not suspended or is suspended. But I have a report. Again, it might not be accurate, but it does say he will miss six games this coming season. Due to a battery charge stemming from last year's Pro Bowl weekend, and they yeah. talk about the three superstars. This is from yesterday. They talk about the three superstars that will be suspended for this year, and they talk about Hopkins and Ridley. This is before Deshaun Watson's news came out. Yeah, I
0: think that I think that Alvin Kamara will be suspended. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, but it's he has, according to ESPN.com. Uh, He is not. According to fan-sided Ian Rappaport and more, uh, there's no news of of him being suspended. Uh, The website you're looking at is called what?
1: (laughs) Sportskeeda.com.
0: Yeah, I'll go with ESPN on on this one. But anyway, um, Deshaun Watson, what does this mean now Um, for, really the question is, what does this mean? Let's assume Alvin Kamara for the conversation. Gary has not been suspended, so let's. What does this mean for Alvin Kamara? Six games for Deshaun Watson. DeAndre and Hopkins six games. DeAndre Hopkins got six games. That seems for for PEDs. I thought that was like a four game deal. Is that a six? Oh, you know what i think other people in the past and i'm going off of fantasy football right when you're looking at your draft later on down you're like okay i'm gonna take this guy he's really good he's not gonna play for six games but i'll get him in week seven we've often had those conversations right. so it sounds like deandre hopkins got what everybody gets for peds um but alvin Kamara, what do you get for this ray rice you said was he wasn't suspended? He was suspended for four games? He was
1: suspended, but he was allowed back in the league. It's just that nobody chose to sign right, him. Right, right, right. Probably because of his age. I I think it was in the four or six-game range. I, I don't I don't know exactly, so I don't want to claim I know about Ray Rice's length of suspension.
0: What did Ben Roethlisberger get? Six games and then it got reduced to
1: four? Yes, yes. That I remember.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, with Alvin Kamara, do we know anything about the the health of the man who was assaulted
1: i don't know about today i believe he went to the hospital because of his injuries the day of the fight that's oh yeah all i'm ever hearing i don't know about his further um situation
0: right i mean i, I mean the, he was he was beaten to a pulp yeah, literally yeah, yeah. beaten to a pulp i thought it was in a casino it was a nightclub in las vegas but i mean that's there's there's got to be some way to say enough is enough and by giving these guys four or six games, that's not enough. It's just not enough. You aren't holding these people accountable. Now, if you're a second or third string safety, then you're gone. And the the, the, the team says he's immediately waived. We immediately cut him. Look how good we are. Look what good citizens we are in the community. We're not going to stand for any of that. Oh, but it's our star quarterback. Yeah, let's be uh, quiet on that one. In fact, if I'm the Houston Texans, let's help. Uh, we know that our quarterback's kind of a sicko, so let's try and cover this up and make people sign waivers and things like that. How? I mean, that's that's just gross. Yeah. It's it, because you can play quarterback if you're not if you're if you're not that good. If you're a journeyman, if you're a Josh Rosen playing for five teams in four years, then yeah, get rid of the guy. You're out of the league.
1: In my opinion, if the NFL set up a policy, and maybe the players' union and the CBA would not allow it, but if they set up a policy, if you are found guilty of, let's just say, domestic assault, domestic abuse, just assault, year suspension, first offense, I would think a majority of players would think twice, and probably there would be a lesser amount of those uh, cases every year because those charges start as a year, maybe second offense two years. But you've got to make it a lot stricter. you got to make, you have to make it a lot more severe. It's obviously not really slowing down. We, we hear about too many of these cases. And maybe the numbers mm-hmm. aren't as high as they were 10 years ago. Maybe they are or aren't. I'm not sure. But it doesn't seem like the punishment fits the crime. But if you set a policy and a standard number starting at a year, again, I think it would be less times this would happen. And I think that's what has you to start.
0: You know what I think the problem is? If you suspend people that long, the star players in the NFL – all your good players are going to be gone think about it all your star players are going to be gone you'll have tom brady at 55 years old going (laughs) you know dominating the league because all the people who are assaulting people and literally killing people henry ruggs on all of this right they're not going to be able to play in the league you won't have a league i think that's the big deal
1: But I think after time, people will realize – I'll give you a slight analogy here. Maybe it's not the best one, but in hockey, 40 years ago, when there was a fight on the ice, everybody would leave the bench and get involved with the fight. They made a rule after a while, after some severe injuries. Anybody leaves the bench, I believe it's a 10-game suspension. You know what? I don't think anybody's ever left the bench in 30, 40 years because of that severe amount of punishment. The NFL Mm -hmm. has to send a message, make the punishment that severe. Again, domestic assault, domestic abuse – I know this with Jerry Judy, who you mentioned earlier. His thing wasn't apparently as bad as the initial charge. It was just a verbal argument, nothing physical with him and his wife. He got off fairly easy because of that. But if there's actual physical assault, you and you're found guilty, automatic one year. No gray area. No, you know, appealing it. No, nothing. You start with that, and maybe at first, a lot of players will miss a year. But after time, I would think a lot of players would not miss any time because they're going to realize it's a lot of money, it's my career, Oh, and, oh, yes, it's the wrong thing to do.
2: Mm.
1: I would hope.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, 808-296-1420. We'd like to get your thoughts. You can call in or uh, text in to the uh, Zephyr Insurance text line. More information. It's uh, coming in. More opinions on this nationally. Uh, Stephen A. Smith has uh, come out, and uh, he has bashed the NFL in some pretty good comments, and I'll see if we can uh, get those, about the NFL should not be involved as, uh, as an arm of the law. You know, they shouldn't be the people investigating this kind of stuff, and he explains why. But we do have a guest coming up, Phil Steele from Phil Steele's College Football Magazine. He's going to join us next. We're going to talk some Rainbow Warrior
1: football with Phil Steele. And college football overall for this upcoming season.
0: All right. That's coming up here on ESPN Honolulu.
1: Gary and Chris. With the Bobby Curran Show on ESPN Honolulu. We're going to talk some college football right now as we are joined by the man who's got the most popular college football magazine, 27 years and counting. Phil Steele's College Football 22 magazine is out, and Phil Steele joins us now on ESPN Honolulu. Phil, thank you for joining us. And, you know, following you on Twitter and the magazine, I want to get your insight on something that you talk about, the upset meter. And you talk about a few schools that will have maybe the better chance to pull off some upsets this year, including Nebraska, USC, and Colorado State. Can you elaborate on them?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And the upset meter, how that works is you take a look at last year, uh, how the, the teams played, and which teams were upset the most and which ones pulled the most upsets. And generally what that means is the next year they're going to do just the opposite so in other words the teams that led the nation in most upset losses last year were florida nebraska and usc and i think as well as colorado state i think all four of those teams have major turnarounds this year avoid the upsets and maybe even pull an upset and have a big difference in record wise and if you look at my most improved in the magazine I have got floor, I've got USC as my number one most improved team. Florida is my number two most improved team. Uh, Nebraska is right up there, as is Colorado State. So I think all four teams have much better records this year. And on the flip side in the upset meter, which is right now on philsteel.com, teams like Utah State and Northern Illinois and Baylor pulled the most upsets last year. And that generally means a weaker record the next year. The chart's up there. It works about 75% of the time that those teams have the the exact opposite effect the next year.
1: You talk about Colorado State. They will play the University of Hawaii, who we're very interested in at that game on October 22nd at Fort Collins. What do you make of that game? Is that going to be an upset win for Colorado State, or do you think Hawaii might be able to pull that upset?
3: Uh, I've got Colorado State about a 17-point favorite in that game. Uh, Colorado State looks loaded this year. Jay Norvell brought over with him uh, pl- plenty of players from Nevada. Uh, Mel Quen Stovall, one of his top receivers. Tory Horton, one of his top receivers. Clay Millen is quarterback, three offensive linemen. And Colorado State was probably much better than their record would indicate last year. Uh, despite being just 3-9 and nine overall, they were actually plus 39 yards per game. Defensively, plenty of talent. And once again, the transfers coming in. Brings in the Cal transfer. Once again, another Nevada transfer in the secondary. So I think when you look at Colorado State this year, they're going to be a surprise, I believe, uh, in the Mountain Division and a tough test for uh, what looks to me like a rebuilding Hawaii team this year.
1: We're hoping that Hawaii will be a team with some upsets as well. Where we saw the poll, they were picked sixth in their division. What do you make of their season overall as you look at their schedule?
3: Yeah, and it's definitely a team that's, that looks for a rebuilding season. Uh, generally, uh, you have a new here head coach. and I'll tell you guys, I talked to 120 the 131 head coaches out there. And every time you talk to a coach in his second year, he says, boy, Phil, We're so much better this year than last year. Last year, you know, we were trying to learn the players. The players were trying to learn new schemes. This year we've had our first full recruiting class coming in. So generally there's a big step up in year two. Year one for Hawaii this year, they're actually one of the least experienced teams in college football with only six returning starters coming back. They're ranked number 128 on my experience chart. They have a brand-new first-time head coach, uh, who's coming in, and of course, he's got to uh, learn that the players, the players have to learn the schemes, and it's a team that doesn't have a lot of veteran talent. So, overall, when I look at Hawaii this year, I agree with the Mountain West Pole. I think it's going to be a struggling, rebuilding year for him, but hopefully, Timmy Chang will have him turned around in the short term.
1: Phil Steele is joining us on ESPN Honolulu. Great follow on Twitter at Phil Steele042. And we're talking college football. Phil, when you look at Hawaii's schedule, then where do you think the wins might come from against which opponents?
3: Yeah, I I think the Duquesne game is definitely winnable. Uh, Nevada is a game that's winnable. As much as I talked about Colorado State with all the Nevada transfers, the majority of that team is transferred. They're another first-year head coach with a depleted roster, so I think the Nevada game is a clear one to have a shot. And then uh, a team that's normally extremely tough in the Mountain West, Wyoming, once again got hit hard by the transfer portal. I think that one falls into the winnable side. Other winnable games, you have to go at New Mexico State, another first-year head coach for New Mexico State. Uh, it is on the road, but Hawaii's proven that they could win on the road. Uh, in fact, they won at New Mexico State last year, 41-21. to And I would say the other best chance of winning a game would be the uh, uh, UNLV game, November the 19th. Now, UNLV's in a different situation. They're in a third year of their head coach. They are rebuilt. They are stronger this year, but Hawaii does get that one at home. So I think the five most winnable games on the schedule is that. I think in Vegas right now, the over-under win total for Hawaii is 4.5, which would be the lowest amount of wins since 2017, but I think reflects on the fact first-year head coach with a very experienced team.
1: Do you see any other surprise teams, at least in the Mountain West, that might, based on their projection, finish off better than that?
3: Yeah, I think San, Diego, San Jose State should finish off better than uh, what they're being predicted for. Uh, Brent Brennan just two years ago had the San Jose State 7-1 and winning the Mountain West Conference. He's got a quarterback Hawaii fans are very familiar with and Chevin Cordero. And Cordero is a guy that Coach Brennan's very high on. He's also got receivers like Isaiah Hamilton. He has a, a couple of transfers from Nevada in Elijah Cooks and Justin Lockhart. And defensively, I like them up front. They've got one of the better defensive lines in college football. In fact, that's the number 18 rated defensive line. I believe San Jose State was picked rather low in the uh, Mountain West media poll. I think San Jose State uh, surprises and, and finishes higher than expected.
1: We're less than four weeks away before Vanderbilt comes here to Hawaii for the season opener in week zero. What do you know about Vanderbilt this year coming off a two and ten season?
3: Yeah, and Vandy's been, they have a second-year head coach in uh, Clark Lee, and uh, Clark said at the SEC Media Days he thinks he'll have this team be the best program in college football. It might have been a little, I, I don't know if he meant to say that, but it seems <laughs> a little strange. But he's got two really good quarterbacks. Mike Wright and Ken Seals are, are both very good QBs. They've got a veteran offensive line. Uh, come in, and then defensively they'll be better. So they're not your typical 2-10 and ten team because they come from the SEC. So naturally, uh, playing a game like this, uh, right now Vanderbilt's about a 7-point favorite in the game, and I think they're going to be a tough test just for the fact that Clark Lee's in his second year and Coach Chang is in his first year.
1: I want to talk about some of the national teams that are going to be competing for playoff spots, even though the season hasn't started. Do you foresee any schools out there that might have a chance, who have the best chance of maybe beating an Alabama or Ohio State?
3: Yeah, the best ones uh, that have the the best chance, Georgia, which I know they lost a lot off the defense this year. but. you know i i think they go from allowing 10 points per game last year which was remarkable in this era of offensive football they're going to drop all the way back to allowing 16 points per game which might still be the best in college football so they still have a good defense veteran offense i've got georgia a double digit favorite in every game and they're going to get that big test in the sec title game against Alabama, Clemson's got a clear shot this year. Uh, Clemson's going to have improved quarterback play with DJ Uyunglele. They have one of the best defenses in the country. My number one rated defensive line, number two defense overall. And when you look at their schedule, the only game that they're not favored is a a toss-up game at Notre Dame. And then one more team to throw at you that I think could be a little bit of a surprise and that's Utah. Uh, Utah, of course, last year was playing in the uh, Rose Bowl against Ohio State and probably could have won that game. They were a much better team once Cam Rising took over at QB. He's back this year. They've got a loaded backfield, one of the top tight end groups in the country. They're strong at the line of scrimmage. They have my number 6 rated offensive line, number 17 rated defensive line. So top 10 offense, top 10 defense. It wouldn't surprise me if Utah ran the table this year. And even though the Pac-12 is taken a beating this off season, I think if you have an undefeated Pac-12 champ at the end of the year, they would make the playoff.
1: Do you see any teams that finished in the top ten last year that might be uh, dropping out of that area this year That not going to be anywhere to be seen?
3: Uh, you know, there are teams that probably will take a step back. I'd say one of them, uh, I think when you look at uh, Baylor, I know they were just picked to win the Big 12 this year. I don't think they drop out of the top twelve, or the top uh, 25 but I do think they take a step back this season because last year they were a veteran unit. They had 17 returning starters coming back. And meanwhile, a team like Oklahoma lost a lot to the NFL. This year they only have 12 starters coming back overall. And they have to play both Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa State, all three of those teams out the road this year. So I don't think they'll be in the top ten at the end of the year. But I do think they'll still have a good team. Phil now, let, me, let me throw one more at you real quick. Michigan State. Uh, that's that's when I, I slipped my head, slipped my mind there. Michigan State last year in the Big Ten only lost uh, one game, and yet on the season in conference play, they were minus sixty-three yards per game. Generally, when you go minus sixty-three yards per game in a nine-game season, you're something like uh, three and six or two and seven. And Michigan State somehow ended up with only uh, one loss in, in conference play. I think Michigan State takes a clear step back this year
1: following that phil Steele's college 20 22 football preview magazine is available check it out online check out phil on twitter it's great talking with you phil thanks for sharing some information and your thoughts for this upcoming season a lot
3: of fun talking football with you guys this morning thanks for having me on all right thank you phil Steele. love that magazine
0: and you can get you know you can get it a magazine you can get it at the magazine shop or uh do what i do i always get the uh, online version it makes it real easy to Take around with you anywhere you go. All right, got a traffic update coming up. I want to give some reaction to some of the things that uh, Phil had to say coming up next. But we got our traffic report. Remember, weather wise, that red flag warning has been extended through 6 p.m. today. Super dry and windy out there. As Smokey the Bear would say,
1: only you can prevent forest fires.
0: That was a nice treat. Talking to Phil Steele here on the Bobby Curran Show, Chris Hart and Gary Dickman on ESPN Honolulu. Talking Rainbow Warrior football. Later on, Mark Veneri is uh, going to be joining us. Talk some UH football, maybe some high school football thrown in
1: too, huh? Sure, sure, of course. This week it starts.
0: And uh, what's that?
1: It starts this week. I think there's 14 games this week in high school football here.
0: Right. So if you're noticing more traffic, did you forget school starts today? oh we'll have another update coming up on ESPN Honolulu interesting when Phil Steele brings up the uh, he says uh, the over under in Vegas for University of Hawaii football wins is four and a half this year and he referenced 2017 and you go back and so I, I think Norm Chow was a coach in 2017 right
1: I believe that no that was
0: Rolo's first year I believe okay so we were three wins and nine losses <laughs> We've, we didn't even make the over under. That was the year, and I remember we were at Big City Diner in Ward, and uh, we beat UMass. The first game of the year, we had to come from behind and win by three against UMass. Right. 38 to 35. And then the next week, Hawaii beats Western Carolina, 41 to 18. We're on a roll with Rolo. Woo! UCLA better look out next week go play in the rose bowl we got thumped 56 to 23 the only good point of that game was when i can't remember our tight ends name where he put the crown of his helmet in the ear of another (laughs) ucla guy and knocked him out of the game yeah wow and then hawaii goes on to lose one one two three three more games they beat san jose state back when they were junk uh, 37 to 26 that was homecoming then you lose uh the rest of your games the rest of the year so a win over umass barely western carolina and san jose state that year
1: and that was the I second think... year what's that that was Rolo's second year the first year they went to a bowl game and beat middle tennessee
0: oh so that
1: was year two just like with june it won. That's really good the right. first year the second year right. i think they were both three and nine
0: right and but what phil Steele and you know he's talked to a lot of guys and he's He's like Mel Kiper. He has one of those photographic memories, I'm guessing, because he can, you know, number one, pronounce the Clemson quarterback's last name without a hitch. But um, I have to actually look at it still in print before I say it. But, um, you know, he says Hawaii could win five games this year, and he brought up the over-under. So when you're talking about New Mexico State, Nevada – Wyoming, Duquesne, I'm just joking, and UNLV. So there's five games right there. UNLV, because we're playing UNLV at home. The home team always seems to win that game. Duquesne, because they're Duquesne. Nevada, because they lost all their players to Colorado State. And a new coach, first time. And, and, And New Mexico State. And then Wyoming, I can't remember. You said just a lot of guys transferred. left?
1: A lot of transferred. Their quarterback, I think, went to Utah State. I think both quarterbacks transferred to the opposite school at Wyoming and Utah State. But it'll be a new quarterback for Wyoming, yes.
0: So with Wyoming and the transfer portal being available now, they just all went, wait a minute. We live in Wyoming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's the
1: number for the transfer portal? Yes, yes, yes.
0: Well, it, it, they they lived through one winter and went, yeah, let's go down south a bit,
1: boys. <laughs> well, Western Kentucky's not on that win list, and I know you pointed out and correctly so that they're a good team, not a big name, but a good team. And I don't know anything about it. this a year. good.
0: I don't know if they're a good team or not. They've been traditionally a good football program.
1: Yeah. Okay. But if that would be a win, that's safe. and I'm not. I don't want to get too far ahead. I. We don't know what to expect. We acknowledge that, but it's nice to get to the five or six wins. I think a lot of people would be satisfied. You know, and and
0: he's the first person, maybe I haven't been paying a lot of attention, talking about Colorado State and how good they're going to be all of a sudden because of the players who went with Coach Norville from Nevada to Colorado State, and they had some pretty good guys on hand as well. So that's really going to be the team to watch in the Mountain West Conference. Coming up, more of our top stories and buy or sell. No lie, boo lie. Coming up, ESPN Honolulu. Words, say, really Searching for our top stories. I, my, really, it's what we found out bright and early this morning. The big story today is that uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, suspended six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. Uh, that's really kind of been the big story. We could talk about Tony now winning two pga tournaments in a row first time that's been done in a few years uh debo samuel and the san francisco 49ers they got a deal three-year extension worth up to 73 million dollars
1: i wasn't happy to see that because that pretty much eliminates the chance that he might get traded to the jets which was (laughs) mentioned around the draft and i was still holding out hope ain't gonna happen good deal for san francisco bad Mm -hmm. for everybody else and now they just gotta get rid of jimmy g somehow
0: yeah, how old is uh, uh Debo Samuel? About 26 years old? No, 24 year years ago. old. But he's 24. Pretty young. He's a young guy. I mean, he's on his first-year contract,
1: right? Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah,
0: so he's, yeah. So in about 10 years, they'll trade him to the Jets. That's <laughs> kind right. of how it works. So he will exactly. be a Jet, just not, just not right away. And uh, the big story everybody's <laughs> talking about, Ric Flair at 73 years old won his final wrestling match. How about that? 73 years old Ric Flair. <laughs> And he barely saw... walk. They had to help him walk out of the ring. Totally exhausted, but he gave it one last college try.
1: Saw he and The Undertaker embracing at the end of that. I watched a Showtime documentary on him a few years ago. Interesting interesting career, to say the least.
0: Interesting how much money he has made. That's crazy. You see his not mansion?
1: A, and it's not a sport. <laughs> I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> well, it's an entertainment. Yes, it's, I'm joking. It's entertainment. That's all it is all right uh keegan Ota is in today for tanner hayworth and it's time for you know what keegan hit the button baby the bobby curran show presents buy or sell all right wow it's windy outside
2: sorry go ahead <laughs> Sorry I about that. the
1: report. All right. So,
2: <laughs> let's start off with the top headline here. Of course, Deshaun Watson suspended 6 games, but here's an interesting note. ESPN's Jake Trotter, who's the Cleveland Browns reporter, says that even with the suspension, the Browns feel like this still keeps them as Super Bowl contenders. So guys, buy or sell? Even with Watson out 6 games, the Browns will still make the playoffs.
1: Okay, I'm going Can I go first? Yes. I'm selling that because the part that you said was really funny. Still Super Bowl contenders when would they ever Super Bowl contenders I don't put them as a Super Bowl contender this year I put them as a possible playoff team so that kind of voids any thought from that question so I'm selling all the way
0: um when you look at the Ravens if the Ravens can stay healthy um the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is something that they're going to have to face and a team called the Cincinnati Bengals who did some great work in the offseason coming off A Super Bowl loss. Now, at the same time, the Cleveland Browns, looking at their first six games when Deshaun Watson is going to be out, they're still probably going to win four of those. (laughs) So they get a little bit of a head start. Uh, Probably be rusty. He hasn't played in a long time when he comes back. I'm going to sell that they're going to the playoffs this year.
2: Buy Buy, buy, buy. or sell? Sell, sell? All right, next up, Major League Baseball trade deadline is tomorrow. And, of course, one of the big ones. That is in the rumor mail or could be up there is Shohei Ohtani. And the Angels have said they are open to trading Ohtani. But one opinion is that one of the biggest reasons Ohtani will not be dealt is club owner Artie Moreno. And he likes to keep the big players around. So, guys, buy or sell. Not at the deadline, but Shohei Ohtani will be traded before next season. Oh,
0: I'm gonna sell you say something and I'll copy what you say. I'm going to sell
1: that, (laughs) even though the rumors are out there and it's more like from what I understand the angels are listening. It's not like they're shopping him, which is a big difference. And also the fact that he adds so much to the marketing and branding, the international appeal they'd be foolish to trade him because they're never going to get back enough in return to make up not only on the field, maybe, but off the field as well. And because he has two, a year and a half left, I don't think he's going to get traded before next season starts. Uh, the end of next season with the trade deadline a year from now, different story, but I'm selling it as far as before next season.
0: He's I think in traded. 10 years, he's going to be traded to the New York <laughs> Jets as well. <laughs> Look, you know, this reminds me, this reminds me of the old commercial. And I think it was for certs. Do they don't they don't make certs anymore? Do they? C E R T S certs.
1: I don't think cert- they do.
0: Go out and get certs. It's two, two, two mints in one. Remember that? Remember yeah, that slogan?
1: I know. Yeah. Two,
0: two, two mints in one. Well, here you got Shohei Otani. He's two, two, two players in one. He's one of the best pitchers. He's one of the best hitters. You're paying him a lot of money. But when you divide that salary in half, you got a good deal for two good players.
1: You're not paying and it's him two, that
0: much. Two, two, yeah.
1: Get, but they're gonna have to pay him for the next contract a lot of money for what he's accomplished. And
0: right, right. but it, it'll still be, it'll still be a bargain. Yeah. because you're getting two, two, two players in one. I say they uh, do not trade him. And I don't know if I'm buying or selling, but they're
2: not gonna trade. You're selling, him. selling. Buy, 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 or sell. sell, sell, sell. Oh? All right, last one. <laughs> All right, last one here for you guys, uh, Massachusetts bringing up a uh, new agreement earlier today, and guess what? It allows licensed sportsbook in the Commonwealth to offer wagering on professional and amateur sports with some restrictions, which means now since the 2018 ruling by the United States Supreme Court, 30 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico have launched legal sports betting markets. So let's bring up the conversation again, guys. Buy or sell. Hawaii should make sports gambling legal. Buy 100%.
1: Buy 110%. Lottery gambling, let it all happen. Come on. Yeah, for, do it for the kids.
0: Come on, the kids. <laughs> buy. Buy, buy, buy or sell? Sell, sell, sell. Thank you, Keegan Ota, very much for your participation. Why is Keegan Ota here today? Do you know why?
1: Tanner is uh, busy with his other um, area. He's player. on assignment? Yes. Oh, his newspaper writing thing? Yeah, I believe he has to be at practice from what Keegan said. Oh. Football practice. We should have just done the show from down there. Yeah, really. And then we, can
0: but anyway, thank you, Keegan, for pulling the double duty. Somebody texted in. We're talking about top stories, and I, I, I should have brought this up. Is Bill Russell passed away this yeah. weekend? And that's you know one of the greatest, one of the greatest athletes of all
1: time his accomplishments, and it's going to be hard for anybody to duplicate that. I know some people might say with the 11 championships in 13 years, well, he didn't have that many playoff rounds back then. Everybody else had the same situation, and nobody else won 11 in 13. Five MVPs, everything about the guy. I mean, he's very private. He, he threw up before every game. He wouldn't sign autographs for even teammates. But on the court, and what he did away from the court for social justice, I mean, he, he was great. I mean, he – yeah it was really sad 88 years old and uh i mean he got shaq and kobe back together when they had those years of not talking to each other it was bill russell that told Shaq on martin luther king day end it now you guys are bigger than this and words to that effect and got those guys back together he was great on and off the court
0: i'm glad that they um before his while he was still around they named the was it the mvp of the uh, nba finals some, who wins the
1: um, Bill think, Russell Award? I think that might be the Eastern. Kobe Bryant, I think, is the MVP. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not. I, I might be wrong on that for the uh, mm. NBA Finals uh, mm. having that MVP. But they have conference MVPs now. That was the first time they had an award named after somebody for the conference MVPs in the oh, playoffs. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. So that was that was uh, kind of cool. I think, if I'm rem- not misremembering, didn't he sell a bunch of stuff recently? Maybe it was for his medical bills or something, if he was having medical bills, because I guess he was sick for a little bit.
1: Yes, he was. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know for how long, and I, that sounds familiar that he has put some of those items on. So a lot of, I don't want to say a lot, but a number of athletes have done that later on in their years for different reasons. And uh, he had a lot of rings to sell, that's for sure. With yeah,
0: <laughs> certainly did. And then I saw here this morning, too, um, I'm just going off the top of my head, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I think. I think her name was Nichelle Noel. Lieutenant Uhuru passed away at 89 oh, Star- years old. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. another innovator yeah. for
0: Star Trek. Yeah, uh, very good. All right, uh, let's see. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to talk uh, Major League Baseball with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. And um, today, by the way, is World Wide Web Day. Yep. It, it, <laughs> the Internet was launched on this day in 1989. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 1989. I remember talking to a guy. I remember talking to this guy at the radio station years ago, and I thought it was like in the early, must have been the early 90s based at what radio station I was at. And he was mentioning that um, Pizza Hut, you can go on your computer and order a pizza from Pizza Hut, and they'll deliver it to your house. I'm like, Phew. Mind blown! What the internet? And then he, this guy, left the radio business, moved to Montana, and bought—I don't know—something involving cable or something for the internet. And we all thought, "Wow, that guy's kind of weird. He's crazy." Now he's a—I forget his name—but he's a gazillionaire. He got, the, he got out of the—he got on the ground floor of this thing called the internet. Wow.
1: I remember hearing you could order a plane ticket on your computer. You could actually purchase a plane ticket. That was like in the mid nineties, early nineties, maybe ninety three or four. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away that people could do that. I thought it was risky to put your credit card information on a computer. You could get a newspaper but on a computer. Didn't ha-
0: but they didn't have cyber they didn't have cyber criminals back then.
1: Oh, I don't don't even know that. It just felt really risky the first time I did it. I I just wasn't used to that. You go to a travel agent. You go to the store at the mall or whatever in a shopping center, and you buy your plane ticket, you go to the airport. You don't order it on a computer. And now.
0: (laughs) Think of how many industries were killed by the Internet.
1: A lot. I even wonder about uh, film or camera stores these days. I mean, maybe for the last 10 years, camera stores were pretty, you know, pre- prevalent. And you, know, you could go to a camera store and get film or a camera. W- why would anybody buy a camera for the most part? I know if you're a pro k- photographer, like, let's say, for UH sporting events, yeah, you're going to need a camera. But the cell phone but is they're really all digital. Off-
0: but they're all digital.
1: Yeah, but I-, I just think camera stores are probably obsolete for the most part now.
0: You know what? Um, you know what? In a little while, we're going to look back and go, man, remember we drove cars and they had gasoline? It was like you had to go to the gas place and put this smelly liquid into your car, and then it ran.
1: (laughs) How crazy was that? There was an article a week or two ago about the Jetsons that they predicted in 2022 these inventions would be uh, out and about, and a lot of them are, like – like video, uh, video messaging, I guess you might call it, or FaceTime is really what it's known as, or Zoom. They had that on one of their cartoons predicting it for 2022. Now, cars aren't <laughs> flying in the air, but that's about the only thing they didn't get yet out of their p- kind of predictions about the future of the world we live in.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine, like, Star Wars, if we actually did fly cars in the air, how many accidents there would be? <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, you know, there's no, like, staying in your lane when you're, like, you know, above ground we'd have so many accidents and people crashing to the ground i don't think we can handle that as a human race but maybe the freeways it's why we can't have nice things
1: (laughs) be a lot less traffic on the h1 though
0: you know what they'll invent flying cars right as they they announce that the rail is done okay (laughs) the rail's finished everybody well we've all got flying cars now come on
1: (laughs) you're probably right
0: Man, all right. Quarter after uh, seven with the animals. This is ESPN Honolulu. Weather-wise, uh, we got that red flag warning, which means it's uh, for the leeward side of all islands, which means super, super dry conditions. I was out at Kaneohe Marine Corps on, on base yesterday, and Kaneohe. the whole place is brown. This really? is Kaneohe. This is Kani. This is the windward side. It's like there's just no rain. And uh, anyway, basically what a red flag warning means is that if there's a fire that starts, on it, it's super windy and it's super dry, it's going to be hard to contain. So be very, very careful. Uh, weather-wise today, it is going to be windy, high up in the upper 80s, 88, 89, 90 probably wherever I am. And winds are out of the northeast at 15 to 30 miles per hour. Baseball talk with the best, Bob Nightingale from USA Today Sports. That's coming up on ESPN Honolulu. Before we bring on Bob, I want to remind folks that we've got this uh, new deal. It's called Little Keiki Ask Big Questions, presented by Kama'aina Kids. Now, incoming Rainbow Wahine guard and former Iolani star Jovi Lefotu. Uh, She is in a session with her little brother Zion, and he's asking her questions only family could ask. Watch it on ESPNHonolulu.com or our YouTube page. Thanks again to Kamaina Kids and Dairy Gold.
1: A little over 24 hours before the Major League Baseball trade deadline. We're going to get into it now as we are joined on ESPN. Honolulu, he's USA Today Sports MLB columnist. Back with us, Bob Nightingale. Again, Bob, 24 hours from now, a little over, we'll have the trade deadline. What is the latest on big rumors that you have heard?
4: Well, everybody's going to win at Juan Soto. I mean, it looks like it's going to be the Padres, Cardinals, Dodgers. I think it might be the Padres or nobody. You know, they hang on to them. And, uh, you know, the last big pitcher left is Frankie Montas, and the Yankees are all over him. But So are about three or four other teams. But the Yankees, after losing on Luis Castillo, really want this guy bad.
1: Yeah, Seattle got him. That was a big one. When you talk about Soto maybe being on the trading block, and you mentioned the Dodgers, what kind of return do you think Washington would get? Is it going to be prospects, or are they going to get some actual quality players from the major league level this year?
4: Uh, Both. You know, like a... uh, if it's the Dodgers, you know, they'd be trading away, you know, a guy like a Lux, maybe a Dustin May as well. Uh, so it'd be a lot of a uh, you know, a combination from, from anybody.
1: Shohei Otani, the rumors are out there. I saw a, a notification a few minutes ago. The Angels are going to keep him, which isn't a surprise. Do you think there was ever a chance they might trade him, at least now, with a year and a half left of this contract? Bob, are you there? Bob, and I think we might have lost. Bob. What
0: did you tell Bob? <laughs> Just oh, asked him about our time. Oh my gosh! Well, obviously, it's a sensitive question.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it. I- I didn't. Admit. Um, hopefully, we get him back on Keegan. I'm sure is uh, redialing. But uh, trade deadline again tomorrow morning. I believe at 10 a.m. Hawaii time. And there'll be some other names out there. Juan Soto, though, as he said, is the biggest one to keep your eyes on. An all-star outfielder with Washington, and they are just incredibly bad right now. Mainly because they've gotten rid of every decent player they've gotten they had before after they won the World Series, little by little right. by little. And Soto's like the last right. guy remaining. Him and Strasburg.
0: They got rid of Dusty Baker. They just got they got a little too greedy right they get rid of they have where have they been since dusty baker
1: well they won a world series after that they've been nothing they've gotten worse and worse and they keep losing players but i mean i I just don't like that every year we go through this where teams are well there's going to be a free agent we're not going to resign him so like the cubs last year they got rid of rizzo schwarber um you darvish i think around the same time chris Bryan. and they're both they're all having good years this year all of those guys are having good years The Cubs could have kept a few of them, maybe paid a little bit more for them, but they'd be competitive instead of being 20 games under 500. So I know these things happen all the time. You don't want to lose those guys for nothing. But what about rebuilding and reloading a team in Washington? has definitely been guilty of that. Uh, Bob Nightingale is back with us. Bob, I was asking you about Shohei Otani. Do you think the Angels had any interest at all in trading him this season?
4: No, I don't. Uh, zero chance it just wasn't going to happen the uh you know they, they will listen to us, say okay let's let's see what type of offers we get just for fun and we'll explore it in the off season but there was zero chance of him being traded now
1: I know I'm looking way ahead in the future, but let's just say the Angels, as has been their recent history, they don't make the playoffs this year and next year. You think Otani is a free agent, might want to sign elsewhere? I mean, I'm sure the money would have a lot to do with it, but if he's not on a winning team, that would be six years, I believe, under 500 and no playoff. Do you think he might want to play elsewhere?
4: Yeah, he wants to play for a winner, so I think that would happen. Uh, so the
1: uh, I think this winner
4: will try to decide whether... He wants to stay or go. If he wants to go, they'll trade him.
1: One more trade question, then we'll move on to what some of the teams are doing right now. Wilson Contreras, the Cubs all-star catcher. A lot of people think he's played his last game in Wrigley Field wearing a Cubs uniform. Do you think he gets traded by tomorrow? And if so, what team has the best chance?
4: Yeah, he'll definitely get traded. Probably Houston, maybe the Mets. Those two jump on uh, at the most. But, yeah, they'll definitely move this guy.
1: Bob Nightingale joining us on ESPN Honolulu from USA Today Sports talking Major League Baseball. I very rarely am able to bring up the New York Mets in August and September because they usually start losing a lot. They've been doing really well, and tomorrow they get Jacob DeGrom back after over a year of being injured. What kind of a difference can he make? Can he be the pitcher who had an ERA of 1.08 last year before getting injured? Uh yeah, I think he can go maybe five innings
4: at a time. I don't see him going seven, eight innings, not when he's going to be a free agent anyway. He's got to protect himself. So I, I think the, uh, uh, you know, it's a situa- situation where, you know, it's a, uh, he'll go, you know, five, six innings. I just think that, you know, since he's already said he's going to opt out, he's not going to risk his health uh, these last two months. I think he's going to be very, very cautious
1: you tweeted this out earlier that if the san francisco giants make a trade jock peterson might be one of the guys out there that they pretty much would have to give up on the playoffs but right now they still have a chance of getting in as a wild card the interesting part of that tweet mentioned if the san francisco giants start selling there's really only seven teams in the national league battling for six playoff spots i would imagine that's pretty rare especially on august 1st
4: yeah uh yeah are only four and a half out it, i mean if they back out, just to have seventeen for six spots, that's bad when you're having an expanded postseason. It's how strange the National League has been. So I want to think they want to stay in there. I think it would be hard to sell that to the fans.
1: I mentioned earlier how I very rarely can say anything positive about the New York Mets in August. The same goes for the Baltimore Orioles. I love this story. They're at 51-51 and 51 right now, which is something they haven't accomplished in a really long time. Only three games out of the wild card. Do you think they have enough to somehow sneak in? Uh, which team is that? I'm sorry, Bob. The B- Baltimore Orioles at 51 and 51 uh, right now. I don't now.
4: think they have enough. I think they should stay pat, uh, reward their players, the fans. I don't think they can make it. But it's, uh, it's fun to see what they're doing right now. It really is.
1: One other situation I want to get your thoughts on are the Yankees, who are just unbelievable. Aaron Judge on pace for about 66 home runs right now. But the Houston Astros are right there. They're two games in back of them in the overall standing. They've beaten the Yankees, I believe, five out of seven times this year. What happens if they meet in the AL playoffs this year? Do you think the Yankees would be able to beat Houston this time around?
4: We'll see. I mean, Houston, they played seven times in the – the Yankees never went to bat once with a, uh, you know, with a lead. I mean, the other two games they lost, they just a loss, were saves. So, I mean, certainly they can beat them. I Anything mean, can happen in the postseason. Uh, we saw that way back when, when the Dodgers saw me, the Mets, uh, and then we saw the Mets, you know, uh, I'm sorry, the Mets, I mean, the Dodgers, and the Dodgers won 88. They won 13 or 14 times when it counted. The Dodgers won the playoff series uh, back in '88. So yeah, anything can happen. But you know, right now Houston's got their number.
1: You can check out Bob Nightingale on Twitter at B Nightingale. He talks Major League Baseball with us here on ESPN Honolulu. Do you see any other team? And I'll go to the AL East because everybody's in contention, even Boston. Which actually leads me to this: How is Boston under 500 with all that talent on their roster?
4: Yeah, just the pitching, the bullpen. They've lost, uh, blown 20 or 21 saves. Uh, you know, they don't have any production. I mean, offensive uh, power. You know, they uh, you know, didn't sign Schwab but when they tried to, then they uh, made the move to get Jackie Bradley Jr. Then has it panned out. So missing a lot of offense.
1: It's incredible with all that talent. Again, I know the pitching has been suspect, but the offense is there. 24 hours from now, we'll hear about some more trade. You can check out Bob on Twitter again to get the latest as well, or at USA Today Sports. Bob, thanks for joining us. I know it's a busy time with the trade deadline. We'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, hey, Bobby. Thank you so much. Bob Nightingale from USA Today Sports talking about the trade deadline. Tomorrow morning it will be official.
0: All right. Give a little shout-out to Bobby there. Thank you, Bob Nightingale. It's about 730. Uh, the Sports Animals here. This is ESPN Honolulu Red Flag Warning Day. Everybody, keep your lighters and matches away from the leeward side of the islands. My gosh. Um, we'll keep you updated with that. It's been The Red Flag Warning has been – uh extended to 6 p.m today it's going to be windy it actually is windy in some parts right now off and on so hey we're the sports animals chris hart that's me not his real name gary dickman in on the bobby curran show here on espn honolulu we're going to talk with bobby we'll have him on on wednesday
1: on wednesday morning we'll have bobby he said he's doing what pretty time? well uh 7 45 7 45 a.m on wednesday
0: He's used to sleeping in lately nowadays, huh?
1: <laughs> Actually, he anyway, said he listens to us all the time, and he said hamburgers are great. He can't believe I only eat three, and that's not—that's considered a lot. He was talking about that. The
0: all other right. Day. Well, get better. Uh, prayer warriors, you know what to do in this situation. All right. It's uh, Chris Hart and Gary Dickman. We said that already. Deshaun Watson, what a way to wake up. I mean, I knew it was coming today, and I thought, okay, with the time difference, we're going to hear about this first thing in the morning, and we did. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson suspended six games did you hear that it was a slap on the wrist that's that's what you just heard right uh it was it was you know it seems so tame he was violating the personal conduct policy your personal conduct wasn't very well you sexually assaulted 24 women so we're going to give you six games they should give him what if it was one woman you uh, would you what you get suspended for a quarter should be suspended for 24 games at least Deshaun Alvin Kamara, who has not been, uh, you know, a lot of people are s- suspecting now that he's going to get six games because of this, because of this. Um, but his hearing's been put off for two more months. Kamara's has, so they're thinking, okay, well, if Deshaun Watson got six, yeah, most will get a six. There's got to be, there's got to be more, there's got to be more to hold these criminals accountable. The reason Deshaun Watson got off is isn't because he's not guilty, per se. The reason he got off was he's really good at, uh, you know, he made sure that uh, there was no evidence left behind. Nobody could prove anything. It was their word against his. But when you come up with 24 people saying the same thing, different people from different parts of the country, I'm guessing that, you know, you say, hell, yeah, your personal conduct wasn't very good. You're getting a six-game suspension. Terrible, terrible.
1: It is terrible. I also wonder this because Judge Robinson, when she does her investigating and comes out with a suspension as she did, and I'll read her statement in just a second, she's apparently only basing it on the four witnesses, alleged witnesses, that the NFL used in their investigation. So, in other words, she's not taking into account 24 women. She's taking into account the four that didn't settle.
0: Mm, You you can't say that for sure, though. You, You don't know what she's taking into account. Now, She's interviewed four people, but she's aware of the 20 others. So I, you or I don't know the okay, fact okay, that what fair. she's taking into account. So let's okay. not go there.
2: Okay, here's
1: what she said, part of her statement, saying Mr. Watson is hereby suspended for six regular season games without pay. Although this is the most significant punishment ever opposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct, Mr. Watson's, Mr. Watson's pat, uh, pattern of conduct is more, um, is more severe than any other reviewed by the NFL. She also says, recognizing that the only discipline mentioned in the CBA is a fine or a suspension, I nevertheless believe it is appropriate for Mr. Watson to limit his massage therapy to club-directed sessions and club-approved massage therapists for the duration of his career and so imposed this mandate as a condition to his reinstatement. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's nonviolent. so oh, it was something nonviolent that he did, so that's why. Now, first of all, f- from here on out, if you're a woman who decides to go and give a massage to Deshaun Watson, you know what you're in for. Yes. You, you know what, he's just going to stop all of a sudden? No, I think the guy is a, the guy's kind of a monster. So, first of all, I don't think any women are going to want to massage the guy. And you know what, if somebody is there, you should mandate, okay, somebody else has to be in the room. At least. Or, you know what, you only can be massaged by men. Go, you know. Go at it. If this is therapeutic and you need it, you just can't have a woman do it unless there's somebody else standing in the room.
1: I wonder if they had the ability to put that they in don't. there, but, they but don't. it's they too don't. bad they couldn't because it sounds perfect, uh, perfect for what he deserves. And uh, yeah, he, he gets off easy. Cleveland, I mean, no fault of Cleveland for what they've had to deal with. I, don't, I feel, and I said it on Friday, they've got to come out with a decision just for Cleveland's benefit. They're kind of an innocent bystander in a way. Some people might say, well, they signed him to this contract. They knew what they were getting into. Yeah, but he wasn't under their watch when any of this happened. And, you know, they thought after the court hearing where he was not found guilty that they would be able to have him this year, and they will. Six games is something I don't think a lot of people expected from everything that was mentioned over the last month or two. Some people thought it was going to be more than a year, and I don't think anybody would have had a problem with that except for maybe the players' union. Yeah, I say just kick these
0: guys out. Kick these guys out. You know, you say nonviolent, so it's a really harsh punishment for nonviolence. But what, what do you consider violent? That's a stupid thought. Even though... You know, it's almost more damaging than somebody who's violent. Now, Alvin Kamara, they're expecting, is going to get six games, and that's for terrible violence against one man. So since this was a harsh punishment for non-violence, then Alvin Kamara should get more, shouldn't he? Based Why would he that? get the same?
1: And I know this might not sound totally proper, but in a way, let's say you rape somebody. If it's nonviolent, you get off easier, as opposed to if it is violent, it's still. I don't rape. want to go. I don't. I okay.
0: don't want to go down that road. Okay. Um, for for your safety's sake. It's,
1: well, when she uh, talks we talked we about nonviolent a, we, the massages. I mean, if it was a violent massage, that to me it shouldn't be the difference maker.
0: It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we did get a text. 808-296-1420, The Zephyr Insurance text line. It says. Well, I agree six games is too lenient, but be careful what you say on the radio in reference to 24 sexual assaults because you really don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't really know what happened, and we they are alleged sexual assaults, but they're from 24 different people that we know of, that we know of. There's experts Have guessed that there's probably there could be 10 15 20 more that didn't come forward one tried to sue but couldn't because she didn't want to she didn't want to have her name in the lawsuit so there's 25 you honestly can text in and say hey careful you don't know now part of the problem is this is a text and not a phone call i can't hear the texter but when i read it I don't know how you can go, hey, let's, you know, hey, 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 let's calm down on that. We don't know everything. No, we don't know everything. But, boy, 77% of the population who are very upset of the 20,000 polled at profootball.com are really upset. Uh, He goes on to say, be honest. He used all his money to buy these people off. Now he's got plenty more. I'm sure he's got plenty more. I would love to know. And I don't know why, but it's none of our business. But what the settlements were? Were they all the same? Is here's two hundred thousand for right. you? Oh, you're really angry? Here's three hundred thousand for you? I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I'd be curious. But the guy basically got a slap in the wrist. What he's going to do is get a he gets to practice and work out with the team in the preseason. Then he um, then he has to stay away and take a one month vacation. And then he gets to come back for a couple of weeks and wrap up for the rest of his career. Looking forward to that $230, $229.5 million. Basically, this is going to cost him. He, he gets a one-month vacation, and he pays $345,000. That's his fine. And whatever he's settled for, they'll have to pay them. But uh, he's got $230 million guaranteed. I mean, is he even going to play that long? Boy, you know think of the off of this think of okay now the protesters think how easy it is to protest and be angry at the live golf tour guys by the way hendrik hendrik stenson who who just left the pga last week joined he won the tournament yesterday yes over 4 million dollars
1: <laughs> good start
0: yeah this is pretty easy it's yeah. <laughs> this, this golf thing all right, Mike is calling in at 808-296-1420. Hi, Mike. The problem with hey, the problem with this Sean Watson thing is
5: um, if you think it's too light, you know, they don't have any evidence. So they can't right. give him zero, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have. I know. Otherwise, if, if they had evidence, he
0: would be gone, wouldn't you think? Oh, sure. You know, if it's Ray Rice, it was no big deal against Ray Rice until they so- showed video. And then it was, oh, my gosh, look how horrible this is. Right. See, this is what I think. The NFL
5: made a big mistake. They should let the criminal justice system handle this. And if they find the guy guilty, or then you can come back and punish him. But if, if, if they don't, then they don't because these things aren't easy. Especially when it comes to money, I mean, you got a money grubbing lawyer here, and you got a bunch. of... There might have been one or two of these women, and then they just they got the twenty eight to make it look worse. I'm telling you right now, I don't trust any, any any of this kind of stuff. So I don't think he got off easy. I mean, uh, he's basically lost. He's going to lose a year and a half of his career. They got small uh, um, windows to play, and.
0: His freaking reputation is freaking shredded. Right. His reputation is shredded, but he's still going to have probably over $200 million to live off the rest of his life. When other people might go to prison for this, he gets rewarded over $200 million. Now, I, I agree. Nothing happened because there was no evidence. But nothing happened 24 times. I think that a lot of people just don't believe that. And that's why it's called. Right. Oh, it's a personal conduct policy. That's the best they could throw at him. Sure, but isn't that
5: you got to go by the legal system? I mean, just because you get accused, I mean, this uh, I, I, this is this is the only crime, and you know it. The only crime that you ha- you're guilty until proven innocent, and you know that in today's society. If well, you're Ben Roethlisberger got
1: suspended it, and he wasn't found guilty, we don't really know what that was. They just let. But he wasn't found that's, guilty that's in a another, court of law, and he still got suspended.
5: I don't think he was even charged. That's why I think the NFL should stay out of this. They should allow the, the court system to handle it. And then, because if, if the court system can't find it, what, what makes you think you can find the evidence? Good point. I mean, that's what we got a legal system for. I mean, yeah. uh, to me, the <laughs> NFL is a mess because of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank, hey, Mike, thanks for calling in. Thanks, thanks so much for listening. And that's the whole point that Stephen A. makes. You can catch that online. I don't know if we have the audio of Stephen A.'s talking for a couple of minutes about it. And a lot of people, like Mike, agree. It's like, well, what are you doing, NFL? And you know what? But you, you, you need to hold these people more accountable. Because if you are found guilty or something, you don't get a slap on the wrist. You go, to, it, You know, and it's, it's just it's just the fact that, I don't know, it just seems like a lot of other people would have been in jail by now. And this guy is going to get over $200 million to just – doesn't matter if you can play football or not. Here's the check. My goodness,
1: it's Wrong, uh, it sends a bad message. And I wonder how his teammates can stand there and be so supportive. I know that's what teammates do, but I wonder yeah. if deep down they're thinking, "Man, this guy is—you know what—and I got to support this guy in my team now."
0: You know, it would be crazy if what if he is right though. What if he this, this did happen? What if it was—is uh, it Tony Busby, whatever yeah, the attorney yeah. Busby? What if he has this unbelievable? I don't know this unbelievable uh, scheme to get him for some reason, and we're all wrong. If that were the case, don't you think that Deshaun Watson would be a little more upset? It's almost like when you hear him talk, he's like, "I've never, I've never assaulted a woman in my life. I, I, I you know, I have a mom, and blah. I would never do something like that." And you look at that and you go, "Really? That doesn't sound like a guy that's innocent talking. It really doesn't." that's a good point all right we've got another traffic check coming up we'll go to your text uh, zephyr insurance text line too at 808-296-1420 all coming up with the animals in the morning on espn honolulu all right we'll go to the zephyr insurance text line hey keegan we were searching for Stephen a keegan uh sorry a little house cleaning here see if you can uh see if you can uh, uh find ryan clark's explanation on Deshaun Watson's suspension. A lot of people are chiming in now here as the the West Coast and here in Hawaii we're kind of waking up to this news of Deshaun Watson being suspended only six games. Um, Go to the text line. And uh, this is from earlier today. Uh, Gary was talking about, well, um, uh, no photography stores anymore. We did get a text. I missed the Costco photography department. Okay, thank you very much. And I don't know what that means. (laughs) The um, texter about Deshaun Watson says he got the same suspension as DeAndre Hopkins for PEDs. What I think that's kind of the consensus, too, is you got a guy, you know, with PEDs and he gets the same suspension for that. Uh, earlier earlier um are you suggesting that some rape is non-violent how so yeah jeff just texted in at 808-296-1420 the nfl shield is a little tarnished judge should have given more games
1: i agree and i think you know in her statement it's almost you know she made one part of that statement where she says that's the most she could have gotten she could have given which, that doesn't sound right either. I don't know how that would be allowable, but that doesn't sound right at all.
0: Here's one. Uh, Deshaun Watson's teammates have families, specifically daughters. I would demand severe counseling, some form of letter to the team, management, city, etc. It's no longer a sport. This is a co-worker. I cannot trust and must regain the team, public. Confidence. Thank you, Hank.
1: You know, and one thing to defend the judge in a way, again, part of her statement says, although this is the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct, to me that says that the NFL policy has if it's non violent, this is the most you can give. So maybe it's not really on her end that she only gave six, is that the NFL policy mandates that.
0: Uh, next texture says Ugh Talk about the opposite of Watson, Bill Russell. Rest in peace.
1: We did talk about him earlier, and uh, yeah, you could go on and on about Bill Russell. The, the, the tweets from former players and people in other sports yesterday was really moving, and even some of the highlights of things. I had forgot how great he was offensively. We know how great of a defensive player he was. But, yes, that was very sad news to hear that about. One of the greatest in any sport, Bill Russell, yesterday passing away.
0: Right, 11-time NBA champion. You know what? I'd I'd be stoked if I made it to 88, huh?
1: I'll take that right now. Yep, I'll take that right now and not complain.
0: (laughs) Boy, he looks so happy. There's a photo on um, uh, his Twitter, and I guess his wife put it out there. He just looks so happy, him and his wife and a couple of puppies there. And, boy, you know, over a 15-year period, Beginning his junior year at University of San Francisco, Bill Russell had the most remarkable career of any player in the history of team sports. Say that again. He had the most remarkable career of any player in the history of team sports. In college, he was a two-time All-American, won two straight NCAA championships, led the team to 55 consecutive wins, he won a gold medal at the 1956 Olympics. Man, here's a guy that was around with the Fonz and Richie Cunningham and Potsy, <laughs> and, right? Yes, he was. I mean, and he, back then, and he made it all the way until now. That's awesome. Now, during his 13 years in Boston, he carried the Celtics to the NBA Finals 12 times Winning the championship eleven times, he also won two titles as a player. He was a player, uh, and he was the he won two titles, one while as both a player and he was also the NBA's first African American coach. And so many firsts, coach. and a right, player coach
1: to do it the twice as that—that's incredible. I forgot like, that he won both of them that way as yeah. well. Yeah, hey,
0: you're giving yourself all the playing time. Shut up, I'm the coach.
1: It almost makes you wonder, why would you coach Sacramento at the end of your career? I'm just joking about that. They weren't as bad as they are these days back in the late 80s. And I had forgotten about that. I knew he went to Seattle. Again, some of the accomplishments, again, on and off the court. He was really uh, big uh, off the court for all of his social injustice, uh, hearing with Muhammad Ali and other great Jim Brown, and making a, a, a stance, basically, with their thoughts on what was going on and what was wrong with the world. And one thing that's even really sad, and I thought about this last night, Chris, on the 30 for 30 about the Celtics and the Lakers, he was treated pretty poorly by the Boston fans early in his career. There's a lot of alleged racism in Boston towards African-American players still today. And he was one of their own, winning all those championships. Still, he had to deal with that a lot early in his career.
0: All right, 11-time NBA champion, 5-time MVP, 12-time NBA All-Star. Uh, it was the NBA All-Star game MVP, 3-time All-NBA first team, 8-time All-NBA second team. I wonder if it was in the first team like Wilt Chamberlain back then, late 50s, early 60s to the late 60s, Probably.
1: It would have to be something else. That's cool. Wilt Chamberlain became the first NBA player to get $100,000 a year in sixty-five. Bill Russell went to the Celtics management personnel that year and said, I want a $100,001. He wanted a dollar more than Wilt.
0: Wow. Anyway, the list goes on and on and on. It's, it's too long to actually mention, uh, to go down the list of accomplishments for Bill Russell. But he's listed at 6'10". I always thought he was about six nine. Me too. But still, I mean he wasn't the seven foot one inch, which was, you know, Wilt Chamberlain. Right, right. And he was a he was a beast down low, man. And here's a guy that when you you look at um Wilt Chamberlain and how powerful he was and his career, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar, I mean you a couple of seven footers, and that was it. Nowadays, you know, every team's got a couple, one or two, seven-foot guys, it seems. Yeah. It, you know, it's so different. People were so so, so much smaller back then.
1: He could have been a choice for the logo. You know what? He, he was that great and dominant that Jerry West, who is the logo, it could have been Bill Russell and nobody could have complained. Nobody would have complained about that. That's how great he was.
0: Right. Phenomenal athlete, phenomenal life. Bill Russell, he did pass away 88 years old. All right, coming up, we've got our top stories again here on espn honolulu including uh you know something new i saw over the weekend and maybe this is old news but there's a local high school designated as the most dominant high school the past two decades in sports i'd probably guess who that is coming up with the sports animals on espn honolulu 92.7 fm and 1420 a.m Top stories we're following today here on ESPN Honolulu. Really, the top story is that news is that Hershey's may run out of candy for Halloween. Uh-oh. Oh, that's a horror story in itself, right there. <laughs> for some reason, uh, this is uh, last Thursday. Hershey's claimed they won't be able to meet custard demand for Halloween. They said they said to try. They tried to stock up early. Overall demand for candy year-round is so great. They don't have the equipment capacity to produce Halloween candy. So I guess grab all the Hershey's bars, Kisses and Kit Kats and Reese's peanut butter cups and things like that right now. Desperate times call for desperate measures.
1: Hopefully Go to the raise store,
0: the buy up as much Hershey's chocolate as you can. I heard a little something, a little something-something on the news. I don't have any details. Then we may be headed for a toilet paper shortage again, too.
1: Oh, not again. Yeah,
0: I know. All right, that's our top story today. <laughs> In other stories, let's see here.
1: <laughs> that is a headline, though.
0: Hey, Debo Samuel is going to be a San Francisco 49ers. He agreed to a three-year extension worth up to 73 and a half million dollars
1: you know i thought actually if he was going to resign and he did get the extension as we as you said he would get a little bit more than that it doesn't seem like he's overpaid and at that amount i guess he's happy of course to sign it but at like 21 22 or whatever it comes out to maybe a little over 24
0: 24 million dollars a year
1: 24 okay because i got the incentives to make it 73 one report said 71 and a half i think he's almost underpaid
0: 58 million is guaranteed. He makes the most uh, him and DeAndre Hopkins now are the highest paid receivers. He's the highest paid at 24 million.
1: Now the question is now that he's signed for the next 4 years, one year and the 3-year extension, does he still become a running back as much as he's been used in the past or does he say, "Hey, I don't need I, I got the money, maybe only want to be a receiver." I wonder how that works if it stays the same or if they move him up or down as far as how many reps he gets as a running back.
0: It would make, wouldn't make sense to me to make him pay him $24 million and use him less. That doesn't make sense to me. If you're just going to get a really good receiver, then go get a really good receiver. Why are you being paid $24 million, uh, Debo? Because you're, uh, what, what does he call it? What He made up a name for his position. It's like uh, something back. Anyway, uh, there's a reason you're getting paid that money. Not because sure. you're the best receiver. It's because you're the best weapon in the NFL
1: I just and I'm not saying San Francisco would want to minimize or or uh, take give him less reps I just wonder if he's going to say you know I don't want to do this as much anymore I mean that would be really selfish I know yeah uh, but I, I do wonder that now that he signed but it's I think it's a good deal for San Francisco it doesn't seem like he's overpaid though for what he accomplished last year not only fantasy wise of course but in the NFL he was one of the top three or four most dangerous weapons in the league
0: and uh, this just out actually earlier today, the PGA Tour, uh, their 2022-23 to 23 wraparound schedule, will now include 44 regular season tournaments and a record million four hundred fifteen million $415 million in prize money. <laughs> what they a surprise? also have some tournaments now with no cuts. You know, why don't you just say, we'll just try and copy everything the Live Tour is doing in hopes that we stop losing players to them. All right, and uh, really the biggest story, of course, is that, uh, well, Bill Russell passed away. We just went through that at 88 years old. And the uh, big story today is uh, Cleveland Browns' Deshaun Watson suspended for six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. And Ryan Clark had an interesting take on this. Go ahead and hit that. It shouldn't matter who he's playing week seven. It's about getting this right and
6: doing the right thing by all parties involved. I do believe this is low as what I was expecting the NFL uh, to hand down to Deshaun Watson. And now I think we are entering into an even touchier situation of perception. Perception and money. The NFL wants to continue to grow the game. If they believe that this is has in some way hurt them from doing that, I believe that they will attack Deshaun Watson further, not necessarily just because they want to see the suspension or a fine levied, but because they want the perception of the NFL to be is that we care about women
0: more than we care about the game. You see what he's saying, Ryan Clark there on ESPN television, what he's saying is Because right now, we brought it up earlier. The NFL's got, I believe, three days to take action if they want to appeal it to get a longer. So, what they're doing is they're saying right now, okay, let's sit and listen. Let's look at social media. Let's do some polls. Let's do all of this and figure out how mad people are. If they're not that mad, then we'll just go, you know, we'll just go on business as usual. If people are really mad, then we will appeal the decision and try and get a longer sentence so it doesn't matter what we think it doesn't matter what what we morally think is right or wrong we're just going to you know go off of if people are mad or not so it's not if we think this is a right or wrong it doesn't matter to us the nfl because we'd rather have our stars playing but if people are really mad if people are really mad and uh, then we'll do something about it. It's crazy. It's so it's obvious. Awful. It's so obvious, though. Roger Goodell, this is the kind of stuff he is so bad at.
1: It kind of sets a precedent if they actually follow that and rule on that. I mean, do you do the same thing for Alvin Kamara? If people say, "Well, it wasn't that bad," the guy said something to him. First. The fans, you're gonna judge or base a suspension or a fine based on the fans' response? That is just—it's another embarrassing. Feature of the NFL last week it was the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray now you got the NFL supposedly doing this I think that's crazy and it just shows I I just shows how maybe mismanaged they are to actually even think of this
0: well it's insulting though because it's insulting because they're insulting your intelligence as an NFL football fan you know you had Colin Kaepernick taking a knee on the sideline and then other players following and thousands not hundreds But thousands of fans elected to turn off the television. Some have not come back because you kneel during the national anthem. Ninety percent of the people have come back and said, okay, yeah, we kind of get what he was doing. Okay, let's go and watch football again. You think that people are going to turn off the NFL because of this? They certainly hope not. They're trying to grow this into an international game. What do people in other countries think, or do they think or care much about it? I I don't know. But if you're you're trying to grow your game and, you know, he keeps talking about the integrity of the shield, it lost a little bit today. It really did, no matter what the NFL does, because it's so obvious to their thinking. It's crazy.
1: I would think the NFL will keep Cleveland out of these international games, London, Mexico City, for the next several years, because that's opening up another can of worms. If you have the foreign fans get to judge on this, you don't even want to deal with that. It wouldn't be worth even scheduling them. You've got to make sure they're not on those schedules.
0: You, for the, the foreign sc- fans can't judge on them now? They have to wait until no, they're if, in their city?
1: If, if he, yeah, I mean, just imagine what, what kind of a situation it would be if he shows up in London for a game? Then I don't know. A- that's my question. Well, do, I don't think. What do, what, what, do take a chance? what do people in Britain think of these things? What do people in Mexico think of these things? That question, I don't know. It can't help. It can only hurt. You're not going to help your product by having Cleveland there with Deshaun Watson in a game next year. All Mm. they could do is hurt. Maybe they can gauge that too. And maybe if this is a a trend, what they're doing with the fans here, maybe they'll do the same thing. You know, start following the polls and the Twitter accounts in Mexico and London, but I just think it would be really foolish on their part, which wouldn't mean they wouldn't do it because they've done foolish things before, and we've seen that time and time again. But I, I think it's an ugly situation, I hope there are protests. And I just, you know, I, again, Cleveland's not really at fault. Even though they signed him to this deal, they warned his employer that I don't think they should be the ones to blame. Mm-hmm. It's on Deshaun Watson. It's on the Texans and the NFL.
0: You know, I, I think some people would disagree that Cleveland is at fault here. Cleveland, not. N- no, I think oh. some people would disagree, Gary, oh. that you would say that Cleveland isn't, they're enabling a criminal. Some people would think. Now, before you text in and say, be careful what you say on the radio. You don't know what happened. There's no evidence. Yes, I understand that. People think, and we know this just by s- surfing the net today all morning, people are really upset, and they think that Cleveland is an enabler. Hey, you know what? You did all those terrible things to all those women, but that's okay. You're a good player. We'll give you $230 million. You know what? We'll give you $230 million, but hardly any this year because you're going to have to give some of it back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so just go ahead and settle with everybody. Come on over and play quarterback.
1: But when Cleveland gave him the contract, that was when he wasn't facing charges in a court of law. So I can understand. They signed him, like, what, two, three days later. And that's when they had the trade and the new deal. They, they,
0: fu- they signed him after the, he, they couldn't find and the, He went to the court of law. Right. They found him not guilty of criminal. So they went, oh, okay, he's, he's not going to jail. You knew. The, the civil cases would follow. Everyone is sure. talking about that. So right. they signed him, saying, "Okay, he's not going to jail. He can be our quarterback." And then uh, what? Somebody's offering him this: we'll give him two thirty guaranteed, two thirty guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. That's when they signed him to that deal, and that's when more women came out. We'll remember right. yeah. because they were so upset that he didn't even get a slap on the wrist. He got a reward. He got a crazy reward for doing what he did. Again. That's what some people think. Allegedly did, we should say. But if you go by off of what people are saying, and you'll find it everywhere, that's what they're saying.
1: I wonder if Cleveland does get a little bit of a pass because, again, he was not found guilty. Even though the civil cases weren't going to come up. They're
0: not. They're not. Even Cleveland fans. There's a lot of Cleveland fans who are upset. And you saw the reaction he got when he ran out of the field during Mm. training camp from the crowd. There was no reaction. It was... Okay, maybe I'll clap. Maybe some kids were clapping. They didn't realize who he was. But he sure didn't get the same ovation the other players got.
1: Right, right. Yeah. It makes me cheer, or not cheer, but root against Cleveland. And again, I, I, I like Miles Garrett. I like some of their other players, like their running backs. But it's hard to cheer for a team that is dealing with this. I mean, I didn't cheer for Michael Vick. I mean, he went to the Jets, actually, for a little while after he went to jail. But it seemed like he made amends. But, That's the but, thing I think yeah, a little bit
0: different Yeah, he went him. to jail. He served his yeah. time. Yeah. He served his time in prison. Mike Tyson served his time in prison. Deshaun Watson got $230 million.
1: Big difference, you're right.
0: All right, uh, 808-296-1420. And s- all right, uh, here's a text from the 240. Six games for weird fantasy type thing. Pretty sure there's an active NFL not suspended who has committed crimes. Uh, there's That's got typos all over it, but I think <laughs> I can understand what he's saying. There's a, people with uh, who are not suspended who have committed crimes. He got six games for this. I don't know.
1: But if you're not found text- guilty, if nobody knows about a text- crime, try
0: texting in again. Just don't be in a no. rush this time. <laughs> All right, two hundred thirty million dollars. Oh, someone's doing some math for us. Thank you. I like this. Two hundred thirty million dollars, forty percent to taxes. He's left with one hundred twenty million. Settle with t- women twenty-five million. He's got ninety-five million, agent fee is twenty three million, he's left with seventy two million, attorney fees two million, left Watson with seventy million dollars to put things into perspective. Okay, I'll get that. It's, the like, saying, it's like saying seventy million dollars tax free. <laughs>
1: the- the agent doesn't get 10% though. I think it's more like 3 or 4%. So that 23 million is 10%. It would be like half anyway, of that. Anyway, he's
0: still he's still got super loads and loads yeah. of amount of money. He won't have any uh he won't have any uh, endorsements though, but uh before we come on we we'll we get our next guest on Mark Vaneri is going to talk some UH football and high school football I guess. That's on the way, but Michael is calling in at 808-296-1420. Um I'm
6: sorry but um, I have to disagree with you guys. Listen, it, it did not matter if 100 women came out and said, hey, he did, he did this. Until there is proof, until there is something that we can say, okay, and point to it and say he did that, okay, and that it, it, an accusation does not make you guilty. You know, believe me, I, I support women 100%, nobody. I have two daughters myself, and let me tell you something. If anybody touched them wrong, I would go, I would go nuts. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, by the same token, you know, there 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 was this lady who who owned one of the um one one of the uh, um uh, companies that these women work for said this guy didn't do anything he was so so what what is that? does that that weigh into the into the into the conversation? Ben Roethlisberger uh, had, had an incident in Georgia where with with a lady he got six games got bumped down to four. You got you got the owner of, of the Patriots he got his 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 rubbing tug down in Florida he didn't get nothing. Okay, um, I'm sorry, but you know we got to have more than accusations to, to take somebody and rake them across the cold and, and and no
0: I, restrain I know you're them. saying
4: money
0: no I, I hear what you're saying what we're talking about is what the general consensus is you're talking about single instances now Bob Kraft got off because there was a loophole they uh they uh, planted a camera where they shouldn't have or something like that yeah. he got off from them that, but, that was, but, but 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 this but is that. 24 people Ben Roethlisberger, it was one person this is it, don't you find it funny that Twenty-four people coming out of the woodwork are all of a sudden lying. You know, I I I, you know, I can't say either way. I don't know. You don't oh, know either. Either, either can I, I. Either can I. Either can I. But let's just for conversations' for, uh, sake. I mean, come on. You, you think that he's an innocent guy? I'm. Listen.
6: I, I I'm not saying. And, and e- even he said, "Hey, listen. I, you know, I didn't make anybody do anything. I asked them if they want to do this. They said yes, and they did it. I paid them." You know, he, he's not denying that, that it didn't happen. He's just saying it was consensual, you know, and, 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 and you know, when, when it was investigated in Texas, you know, by, by a disinterested third party twice, it was investigated by the, by the NFL. I mean, there was nothing, there was, there was no criminality found. That's so the i trying to
0: make. So, so why do the Houston Texans have these masseuses or trying to get them to sign waivers before the massages? Why is that?
6: because of things I, I, like this <laughs> i guess because, because, because i you because, know what i you get it, that regret.
0: i understand what you're saying you're looking at it's black and white and i can respect that and i think you know what we got to move on because we got a guest coming up thank a you good though. phone good call point. and thank you for listening good thank point. you i don't know if this is old news let's bring on uh mark venary of course from espn honolulu Football analyst, Rainbow Warrior Football. You hear him on the high school broadcast. Mark, how are you?
4: Hey, good morning, Chris. How are you?
0: Good. I wanna I'm in a personal conversation now with my friend Mark okay. because I, I I don't know if this everyone knows this, but like I this thing came out like last year or a couple of weeks ago. And Max Preps, the website Max Preps, they uh they came out with their top twenty dynasties <laughs> of the Max Pre- you know what I'm talking about?
4: I already know where you're going with this. Okay, so this
0: is – this is they have, like, these incredible, like, De La Salle football. They've been dominant. They have the 151-game winning sp- streak, that, you know, all these great things. And then they rank the top high school sports dynasty in the past 20 years, Punahou School. Punahou School basically has won. 215 state championships in the past two it, it's over 10 state championships a year at Punahou school how's that
1: crowded trophy case
0: yeah <laughs> and with more we have all these
1: by the way go ahead mm-hmm. by the way a shout out to
4: um you talk about trophy case i actually have my uh 2004 state championship trophy sitting in my living room so it's, In uh, baseball, shout out to Coach Duke for the baseball one. Yes, I do. Right I on,
0: right on. And uh, yeah, and congratulations. I hope that Derek Lowe is listening. I hope that Canoa uh, <laughs> Lady <laughs> is listening, and you know,
1: Billy Hull.
4: We, Billy Hull, you hear that, Billy? <laughs> the, we just hope all the Black and Red faithful are
7: listening,
0: right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk some football here on ESPN Honolulu.
1: Mark, I want to get your opinion on this, because I remember last year you were the sideline reporter, you're going to be the football analyst, as we've mentioned, for ESPN Honolulu, but you had heard things about the players last year being disgruntled from time to time. We heard a lot of stories. You were pretty close to them. From what you saw or heard last year, how much of a difference is it this year with many of the same players, but a brand new coaching staff and a new culture?
4: Oh, it's, it's a completely 180 difference. Like, you feel like family, honestly. Like, uh, the players talk about it. You know, I was on the sidelines uh, last night, or excuse me, Saturday night, um, you know, watching that uh, f- about three-hour practice with them and just how they, they feel at home. Uh, a lot of the guys just, you know, telling us about one of the guys I got to ha- uh Hugh Nelson, I had an opportunity to talk to, and just how Hugh is just so forthcoming about, how Coach Simi has been accepting how this you know the whole mantra the brotherhood and bringing everybody together it's it's really changed and not only that um, it's changed uh, the way they view uh, the culture here in Hawaii and how they're you know they accept a lot of, of, of the culture aspects of you know Hawaii's ohana and Hawaii family and Hawaii's it, it it's just so much different where you just feel something special man i feel something some i really believe that i feel something special brewing uh with this football team
1: you know we've heard stories to that effect as well how much does that go into maybe this team surprising people i don't want to ask you to predict how many wins they'll get but you always hear about teams buying in and once they buy in that's a big step for any football team with them accepting this coaching staff and being all as one basically bonding the way they are, how much of a difference can that make at least in year one with Timmy Chang?
4: There's there's one thing I was telling John on the sideline, and look, University of Hawaii in 1992 was picked last in the Mountain, or excuse me, the WAC conference. They're picked to finish last. Bob Wagner had a, a pretty good staff, and uh, a lot of uh, the local boys uh, were bonding together, and whatnot, and they end up going 11 and two. I'm not saying. Eleven and two is the magic number, or whatnot. But you see a lot of people buying last. You see the bulletin board um, material, and you know being picked to finish last in the Mountain West. So you, you have all the uh, the the right combinations that I think could be a recipe for success this season uh, for this football team. If you look at their schedule. And I'm just saying, and looking at the way they've been playing. If you look at their schedule, like, and I'm and I'm being optimistic as a University of Hawaii football fan, they could potentially be four and one in the first five games. If if you really look at it, if they progress the way they do, Bandy's and Mystery, Western Kentucky, um, of course you got Michigan, the Big House, but New Mexico State in there. There's there's potential for this team um, to get to a bowl game this year, and I and I really believe it. Just seen. Um, how, how the players are buying in and how they're loving Coach Timmy Chang and the way things uh, have been uh, going so far.
1: Mark Finnery joining us on ESPN Honolulu talking University of Hawaii football. You mentioned uh, practice Saturday night. I know it's only, what, four or five days of practice, but what have you observed about the quarterback battle?
4: Um, the quarterback battle is going to be a battle, but as, you know, just, and I'm I'm just speaking on what I see so far, I think, you um, they're doing a great job of uh, rotating, getting everybody up to speed. I think Brendan, uh, Brendan Shaker, is, it, I think it's his uh, to lose. I think Joey Yellen is very, very close. I think he's very talented um, as well. But right now, uh, just from at least the way I see things, the way I look at it, I, I think that's the two-person race right now for uh, the quarterback position.
1: Maybe you can clear this up, because I've heard numerous times that after two weeks of camp, they're going to come out with a depth chart at quarterback, and I guess uh, the other position. Now I'm hearing from Ian Chumaker reading his comments over the weekend that he hopes Vanderbilt doesn't know who their starter is for the game on August 27th until that day. So where do you think they are? Are they going to announce a starting quarterback in advance? I, I don't, I don't think
4: so. You know, to be honest, I, I think, I think it'll be all in house. That's, that's just what I uh, personally get the vibe on. I think it'll be in house. I think it will be, um, because if you think about it, you know, Brandon Shager, the you on, on Shager, you have film, right? Uh, Joe Yellen, not so much. So, I mean, if you, uh, if you look at it from that perspective, I mean, I don't think it's a really big of a, um big of a difference in terms of film because it's a completely different offense anyways to begin with um but I think holding back on who's uh who's the starting quarterback I I don't think I see it as a problem I mean, it shouldn't be shouldn't be anything
1: we know in the new practice schedule, they spend 30 minutes in between the two long practices on special teams. And just reading yesterday's paper, by uh, the article by Stephen Sai, the main goal of the punt return is to just catch the football. We have talked about that. I know Chris and I have talked about it numerous times over the years. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of punt returns. Why is that so much a strategy as far as trying to get a return compared to just catching the ball and taking the ball from wherever you catch it for the most part?
4: Well, for, for me, I think, well, first off, uh, shout-out to, you know, to me, and they they emphasize a big special team. So, you know, they, they have that special teams period, and then after every practice, um, Shipley or the other um, the field goal kickers need to pick a, a spot in which they're going to kick a field goal, even set up a block, whatnot. So uh, there's a lot of emphasis on special teams. For me, I think the whole idea about punt return, I think if you can feel the return, and I think we saw this with Calvin Turner last, uh, last season, Gary, where there were so many times where you had the opportunity for the, you know, for our football team to return something. Right. Um, and they didn't. And and that is a big field position battle because more times than not, I think the percentages is around the uh, 60 to 70%. That ball will bounce in favor of uh, the team who's punting. So I think emphasizing getting good hands back there, getting the opportunity to set up a punt return, it's always all about field position. If you can have the field position battle, and you can start uh, with good field position and put yourself in a better position uh, moving forward.
0: You know, I remember, this was this goes back to, we were always wondering, because we, we got spoiled with Chad Owens, right? And then you right. got to Devon Bess, and it was like, wow, he's so good at running after the catch, but all he ever does is do a fair catch. Part of the reason, it's so hard, now, I'm not speaking from experience, but from what I've read over the years, it's so hard to to receive those punts. You know, so it's like just secure the ball. And we, how many turnovers or near turnovers did we have last year? So that's why it's like just first and foremost, just catch the ball.
4: I think that's the biggest thing, Chris, is you mentioned, you put it right there, catch the ball. That is the whole thing. Look, with the new rules in place over the last couple of years, you have the ability and space to kick it with kick-catch catch, uh, uh, kick, interference. They give you a lot of wiggle room in order to yeah. catch the football. So um, I, I think that's one of the emphasis, and you see that um, so far in the practices uh, with Coach Simi Chang with the, the emphasis on special teams.
1: A lot of questions, as we mentioned, with the quarterback position. I think as many questions, if not more, about the defense with only two returning star- starters. What have you observed with the defense so far early in camp?
4: Fast. Um, I think the defense, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the defense uh, being, you know, kind of uh, the mystery, so to say. Um, I have seen a lot out of the defense. They play fast. Coach yoro uh, I-, I love what he's doing with the 4 it's a it's a different it's kind of about the same the same of what we we're running last season but the thing and the difference is bringing the nickel in the box which is bringing an extra um, strong safety that allows them to play uh, for the run um, the defense uh, a defense aligned with uh, Blessman uh, is is really is really just um, an anchor up front for them Jonah Cobb by Welch uh, put on 30 pounds. At the defensive end, uh, he's been looking good. I think Nalu Emerson, another guy in the defensive backfield, a Kahuku alum, has been looking. Tiger Peterson. I mean, a lot of the local boys, Matangi, Thompson, out of Punahou, um, I think this defense is going to allow it to be fast, allow it to be physical. Um, I, The thing that impresses me uh, a lot so far about them is their communication. And, and defense is all about communication, understanding where they need to be understanding uh, their positions on the field and I think so far um, it, it's it's been paying off because they're allowed to play free and physical and I absolutely like I absolutely like and love the way they communicate and, and that's something you just can't replace uh, on the defense you need that
1: that's a good start. We, next time we have you on, we'll talk some high school football as well. That starts this week. Mark, thanks again for talking UH football with us today. Appreciate your time.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
1: All right. Mark Finnery, the new color analyst for ESPN Honolulu for University of Hawaii Football, joining us on ESPN Honolulu.
0: Okay, we'll be back. Uh, Don Murphy's coming up in a few minutes uh, because Pigskin Pigout is going to be here. We'll be back with more on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, my gosh, we've got the whole show without saying uh, happy birthday to Jason Momoa, 43 years old today. Happy birthday, wow. Jason Momoa. It's also the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. <laughs> 60th anniversary of Spider-Man.
1: Last week was like the 80th birthday, I believe, of Bugs Bunny.
0: Wow, he doesn't look a day over 79. <laughs> all right (laughs) uh before we get back into it weather wise today we have a red flag warning that's been extended to six o'clock which means uh for the leeward sides of all islands which means it's super dry and super windy if a fire somehow starts we're in dangerous situations be real tough to stop so uh be careful out there it's gonna be windy today winds up to 30 miles an hour hot too high about 88 89 90 degrees you know it's funny i was driving i was in pearl city yesterday it 89 degrees on the little deal on your dashboard. Right, right. Coming out of the Hirano Tunnel, it was 82. (laughs) And then you got into Kaneohe at lower ground, it was like 85. But it's so much cooler on the windward side. I don't know why I ever moved away from Kaneohe. uh, And then coming back at about 4 o'clock, 3.30 in the afternoon, up near the Hirano Tunnel, 78 degrees. then back into... Pearl City, IAEA, 87 degrees. It's
1: crazy. At least where you live, it's higher up than a lot of people, or I am, so yeah. I'm sure the temperature is a little lower at times at night. At That's least.
0: how it used to be. That's how it used to oh. be. It used to be. It, you felt like you were in Kaneohe here, in, 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 anyway. The, the Earth. What have we done to the planet? The Earth is going hurling into the sun at any moment now. It's just crazy. This weather. Not
1: my fault. Not your fault. I don't know if it's anybody's fault, but I think we're
0: happening. all. I think we're all to blame.
1: Leave it on our parents. <laughs> yeah. There warming. you go.
0: All right, back so, into it here on ESPN Honolulu.
1: We know that NFL camps. Everybody was in camp. I believe by last Friday, every team was starting to practice already, which made it surprising to me at first when I read about players getting cut, except for this guy. I can think. I can see that it's very, very understandable. He is a former Iowa State kicker, Andrew Mevis. He was undrafted, and the Jacksonville Jags gave him a tryout. They invited him to camp. They cut him on Friday after he was 0-3 for on three field goal attempts. One of the att- – and they said they were all from short distance, so I imagine they weren't 50-yarders. They didn't even have a little excuse. But if they were 20 to 30-yarders, you have no excuse for, let's say, hitting former Dallas Cowboys head coach Dave Campo in the head, <laughs> which was where one of his they kicks They cut went. him. Poor guy. And another one of his kicks – none of one of his kicks went wide left and hit – I think she was a dancer or cheerleader who was standing on the field in the end zone – and it hit her as well. The impression I get, and I tried to find video of it, is that these weren't, you know, uh, barely missing. They were way, far, way missing the the post on both sides. And you hit a coach who was just having a conversation. He didn't get hurt, but he gets hit. That's an indicator this guy is not going to be on our team, and he gets cut after, what, three days of camp.
0: Yeah, I don't think – Dave Campo, by the way, is a broadcaster for the Jaguar in the area Is a talk show host or something. Yeah. And uh, the he it, it, it didn't get cut because they hit Dave Campo. He got cut because he couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. And right. a poor guy must have been all nerves, right? That's all mental. All of a sudden, you, you don't know how to kick a field goal?
1: Maybe that's why he was on draft. And I guess the field goal attempts happened on July 26th, and he was waived on July 29th. I, and that happens. We hear about field goal kickers in practice where you'll have four or five guys trying out. Where Greg Zerloin, by the way, is with the New York Jets right now. Uh, he's four for four yesterday or this morning. And they have, uh, is it Eddie Pinero? He used to be with the Bears. He was like one for four. So those things happen, I know. But I think you can accept to a certain degree if the guy misses, you know, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, a little wide. But when you're kicking it yards off like that, that I guess you, you're not gonna. And you're undrafted. It's not like they really thought you had a good chance of making the team. But I felt well, bad for him. Well, that's
0: not that's not true. I mean, how many teams actually draft kickers? Majority of the kickers in the NFL are undrafted free agents. Really? I didn't, yes. I didn't I didn't know that. I
1: didn't, I didn't think.
0: That. Who, yeah, the majority of them are guys. I mean, you you have some guys who are drafted who turn out to be good. Think about it. When's the last time the Jets drafted a kicker?
1: I, I i don't know you might i know sebastian janikowski was the one the exception but yeah that makes sense i guess
0: he um, wasn't drafted by the jets he was, no, but drafted, he was drafted, by drafted by the raiders but he was
1: drafted early in the draft but he was an exception to that because he was right so highly regarded. Well, just
0: period you follow your team in the draft when is the? i can't think of the last time the Pittsburgh steelers have drafted a quarter uh kicker even in the sixth or seventh round so when you have a free agent kicker it's not like you bringing him in but you don't expect them to make the team if they don't expect you to make the team they spare the expense of bringing the guy in
1: well you want to have competition so you always want to have two or three guys battling right but it you're out. not
0: but you're not bringing a guy in that you don't expect to make the team you want comp- if if that's the case there's no competition come on dickman it's 8:45 <laughs> wake up don murphy joins us next on espn honolulu <laughs> <laughs> we- I think we have to save this for tomorrow's show. we got a fun fact. The average NFL water boy starting pay, $53,000. How about not that? Bad. Yeah. Hey, Don Murphy joins us now because we got Pigskin Pigout coming up August 11th. How's it, Don?
3: Good. How you doing?
1: Good. Don, we're glad to have the Pigskin Pigout back after what has taken place the last couple of years. Can you give us some of the details about tickets and the times and good stuff like that?
7: sure it's uh it's Thursday next Thursday the eleventh the a week from Thursday time goes from six till about you know nine or ten whenever the auction ends uh, we'll close the street down outside at about nine uh, tickets are hundred and twenty five dollars and you know I don't have the information in front of me about how to get them but you can go online and get them okay. uh, I'll get that I'll, for you
0: you go, I'll find out you guys chat I'll find out.
1: It's always a great okay. time. You know, the coaching staff will be there. People always have a great time at this very uh, great event that's been going on over twenty years now. Can you tell us about some of the auction items? That's always a great deal. I know we have a new auctioneer this year, and he's going to be in high demand as well because he's yeah. a rookie, but he's good at this kind of stuff. His name is Chris Hart.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, well, we've got quite a, quite a bit of stuff coming in. Still got a lot coming in, but you know, so I'll give you some of the some of the key ones we've got tickets uh two tickets with airfare to the championship classic in indianapolis which is a doubleheader basketball game this year right. features kansas versus duke and michigan state versus kentucky wow they're they're always great seats there yes espn sets them sets us up with them beating Pete, Pete those guys so it really works out good uh we got the las vegas bowl with there will be a las vegas bowl package for two with air There'll be a lot of neighbor island packages uh, we've also got for basketball fans the, the, the PKL and Phil Knight Legacy Tournament, which is in Portland, Oregon, November twenty-fourth to the twenty-seventh, and that's men's and women's games. Men's they got Florida, Michigan State, North Carolina, West Virginia, so there's some key teams playing. Women's got UConn and some a lot of the good teams. Uh, a lot of you know UH autographed football gear, baseball, San Francisco Giants owner seats, the premium field club section, which is always really a great experience. Uh, we got to again, which they've done every year for God, like 20 years, I think. Hawaiian Nauticals. its a 40-person ride or 50-person ride on their catamaran out of Waikiki, Wow. food and beverage provided, and it's Wow. Really it's great company party. Yeah, that's a good uh-huh. one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there'll be a, a lot of Hawaii Bowl packages. Uh, we will do, of course, we will do the pig out for big pig out here at Murphy's for 40 with the pig and all the trimmings. And then we've also got the Heineken bullpen. Uh, for next year, baseball season coming up. Oh, so that people. means
0: you can you can have a party at Les Murakami Stadium under those uh, big tents?
7: That, right, out in the bullpen area.
0: Wow, cool.
7: That's great. It's good fun. We've done that every year for a long time. Mm-hmm. So these and are great. we'll au- have our store set up with all kinds of stuff in there.
1: Are you going to be having a silent auction as well this year?
7: Well, what we've got is a store that we'll set up next door uh, like we did the last time we did. It worked out really well. And There'll be items in there, and they'll be priced, and you just walk in and buy them.
0: yeah, I remember I got a couple of uh, a few rounds of golf over there it was very, and it was very affordable, too. i'm almost I almost
7: feel yep. guilty cause it's for charity. <laughs> <laughs> but they're priced to move. so it's good should be a really fun, good fun night. Good good, you know, a lot of good vibes. and everybody's excited. Timmy's really gotten on board and doing all the right things. and uh, so
0: we'll see. yeah, okay. I'm looking for ticket info and i'm having a little trouble doing it but i will you know what i will find it i will definitely find yep.
1: it the you auction know, sorry, is great you mentioned a whole, of, a whole bunch of great items what about the food that? what's on the menu for the pigskin pickout? out besides the pick i guess oh
7: we'll have well, well we'll have pretty much the normal we will have a couple of pigs uh you know some cowby uh, salads uh, you know all kinds of things it'll be good it's always good if everybody nobody leaves hungry
1: some people maybe haven't been there or haven't been there in years might wonder about the parking situation. I know you guys take care of it. Can you explain how that'll work?
7: Yeah, there'll be a, we'll have a parking lot across the street that we're working on, and I, I assume we'll get it um, where they can just be able to pull in. It'll be free parking.
1: Okay, okay.
0: That's oh every, wow! But everybody need to buy who's going tickets just, in advance. Get your tickets in advance, and get I know you can in get in them. Advance, yeah, yeah, but you can get them down at Murphy's too, right?
7: Right, The yeah, tickets in advance tickets for Mercy's? Okay, good. Yes. I know people just look forward to it. I'll, I'll call in and keep you guys posted on any new items that come in that are, that are you know, worth worth talking about. All right, right, will do. Hey, I'm going to find the ticket information and hand that
0: out. Murph, thanks. We'll talk to you. We'll get an update maybe next week. How about that? You got it. Great. Sounds thanks, good. Don. Right, thanks so much. Thank you, brother. Okay. Don Murphy there, uh, Pigskin Pig Out, a week from Thursday, August 11th. I can't find anything at the NACOA website. I don't see anything at Murphy's website about where to get tickets. Now, he always has them down there, and then you can just, you know, if you work downtown, you can pop by and and, uh, run in and buy them. So it's $125, and you got a couple of pigs and then all the food. And that's really, you know, that's kind of like a a side dish to the fun of uh, the pigskin pig out. It's really kind of being down there hanging with people, hanging with friends, kind of, uh, you know, nowadays Gary likes to go take selfies with people and stuff <laughs> like that. He's like, oh, Timmy Chad, can, can I get an autograph and a picture? You know, and I think that's okay.
1: Thank you. I won't be embarrassed then to do that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold it. Uh, I've been asked to be the auctioneer, and uh, just because Bobby's not able to this year, but um, I'm going to hopefully, uh, you know, try and do the best I can. I don't know how to auction things. You gotta pay attention, I guess, as an auctioneer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I act like that's a real sacrifice or
0: a real well, task. Well, it, it it kind of is for some people, including myself. And me. It's like you, you hold up, right? You have the program, and it has a number on the back, right? It doesn't have a number on the back. Yes. And then you kind of hold up your program if you want to bid on something. I'll be like, okay, who's gonna give a hundred dollars? And then someone's gonna hold up the thing, and then I'll say, okay, going once, going twice, sold for a hundred dollars. And well, then you, some guy behind me is going to be like, some guy on the side is like, hey, dude, I had it up for for 110 You don't pay you, attention.
1: You usually have somebody helping you notice who has the last bid or the winning bid, so you won't be by yourself in that aspect, I'm sure.
0: Right, but I want to make sure it's somebody I can trust. I would I think trust it's done. you. It's I, I, you know what? I don't think I trust Murph. <laughs> I need somebody with a young set of eyes. I need, you know, somebody, Keegan Ota. I would trust Keegan with that, right? I don't know I would, about that. I would trust Pacheco or somebody. I, You know, I don't know if I'm trusting you or Murph. <laughs> Good point. All right. Uh, that's it for us today. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Coming up at 12 noon, uh, it is the uh, uh, Let's Talk Sports with Kanoa Leahy. And uh, we have uh, Josh Pacheco at 3 p.m. today? Yes, yes. All right. That's on ESPN Honolulu. See you tomorrow morning at 6.